This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander podcast. You're joining us. If this is your first time, welcome to it. If this is not your first time, welcome back. It's really good to see you. Come have a seat. Come uh, sit. Do you sit on the floor? Sure. You take your shoes and your socks off. Got, a, got a fire going. The weather's getting a little crisp out there. It is. Mm-hmm. Here's got some, some mold cider here for you. Everybody, there's a pair of slippers with your name. Well, that sounds like maybe a little cultish. I, I, you know, you're an unexpected guest. We didn't know you were coming, but we are happier. This is. Don't worry. We have prepared some ASMR of some wind rustling through some falling leaves. You know, we've got a nice smoke smell here that's going to relax you. And uh, no, keep your shoes on. Oh, God, don't fucking take your. <laughs> you shoes take off your shoes here. off. Keep your socks on. Just keep your socks on. Yeah, that's that's. I'll accept that compromise. Wait, hang on. You're not actually a shoes on in the house guy, are you? No, no, no. Okay. I, in fact, we are very much. I mean, okay. my, my girlfriend's Chinese. Absolutely no shoes in the house. Okay. But well, even, nonetheless, even even that aside, like I feel like living in a city, you cannot be a <laughs> shoes in the house person because city streets are filthy. 
Yeah, I, I look, I will do it if for some reason I have to walk out on the balcony or something. But other than that, I, yeah, no shoes stay off. Just go walk the streets barefoot, man. Just like nature intended. Get on those city streets and Queens don't care. Queens is out there. Queens is out there barefoot all the time. Queens, Queens would be naked if it could. You're listening to the Next Lender podcast. New York, look, sorry to interrupt yeah. your, your intro again, but I'm just going to say there is no city in America more, maybe maybe San Francisco slightly more, but there is no other city in America where the sidewalks basically are lava. If actual human <laughs> skin touches those sidewalks, you will you're you might as well just burn your feet off. Right? <laughs> just, just they got to go. Yep. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro, great to have you here as well to talk about taking your shoes off. But we're going to talk mm-hmm. more about um, some news and video games in a little bit. We're going to talk about Death Stranding, the director's cut, Canna Bridge of Spirits, Hot Wheels Unlimited, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Unleashed. Uh, Actraiser Renaissance. Actraiser uh, Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Act- is it, do you say, okay, Actraiser or Actraiser? Act it's Razor. Act Razor. Act Razor. I don't know what that means. I, it is one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, like probably one of my favorite games ever. And yet I have no... What does it mean to raise an act? It's probably some like... It's probably some great German word or something that is just like ascending. ascending. Oh, you mean it's Octreiser. Oh, yes, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. That's exa- just, oh, I like that so much better. never yell that at me again. It kind of scared me a little bit. Octreiser! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, stop, please. Ooh, um, uh, nope. Uh, and then we've got... Uh, we'll go, go over the Nintendo Direct stuff uh, that happened and uh, some other news later on in the show. But first, how's everybody doing out there? Uh, pretty good. I'm just busy over here googling what does Act Racer mean. <laughs> well, please go ahead. Now that you've offended uh, by screaming that uh, half the audience, uh, we can we can move on to other stuff. Um, we uh, we've got some video games this week, and uh, we do. We're start we with, do. Yeah, it's that time of year where the video oh, games. It's happen. so you, nice outside today. Did mm-hmm. you know the game is seen as an allegory for Judeo-Christian monotheism? Yeah, I could. I could. Yeah. Yes, I could. I mean, it's Japanese, right? So, yeah, I could see it. I could it. see okay. it. I could see it. Okay. It's got a cherub in it. I could see it. As as you were. Um, no, you're not talking about Death Stranding, which could also be oh boy. a Judeo-Christian uh, uh, allegory. I'm, Death I'm, Stranding could be an allegory for just about anything you want. For, for what? When you saw one set of footprints in the mud, it's because you hadn't happened upon the BTs yet, and the handprints weren't following just yeah, yet. Yeah, I was just going to say the handprints, not footprints. Uh, yeah. it was, it was, no, it the was... footprints are, are Sam's. <laughs> It was it was then that Sam Bridges portered you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sam Bridges is back. You thought Sam Bridges had, had uh, done his duty and was gone. But Sam Bridges is back in Death Stranding. Okay, let me start this way. It's just Death Stranding. It's let, just fucking Death Stranding. Let me, see, let, me, let me intro it this way. You thought nothing was left on the table. You thought it just... Every, apparently, there's a director's cut of Death Stranding. Uh, there was more... To the death stranding tale that needed to be told you, you mean there was something that he didn't put in there there was apparently or let's just say was maybe thought of and put in after but who am i to say yeah, i don't know dude that. it is such a mind fuck to be playing death stranding again you're, you're almost two years later it's almost, not even that far off not really yeah but almost to the day two years after it came out but that's still long yeah. enough ago <laughs> for it to be in the rearview mirror and all of a sudden like it's just this I don't know how to describe it. I feel very strange playing Death Stranding again. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers act like you forgot about Death Stranding. I did not. Okay, we should just get, let's just get into it. We got a lot to cover today, so let's just get into mm-hmm. it. Death Stranding, the director's cut, came out. Um, Last week, right, officially, yeah. is, is when it released. And yes. yes, yeah, it came out. It's on PS5. 
let's just let's start from the beginning of this director's cut with um um maybe the most death stranding thing I can think of, which is trying to get your PS4 save into your now director's cut death stranding, which if 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 anything, I'm gonna say it's very death stranding. It is it is the most Kojima thing that I can possibly imagine. Like I thought we were past this. I thought I thought Final Fantasy VII remake was going to be the depths of the save transfer process. Because you remember that one, you have to have the game installed on yeah. PS4. You have to boot it up. You can only transfer one save to the cloud at a time. So you got to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth if you want more than one of your old mm-hmm. saves. Mm-hmm. But then you're done. You don't and, ha- and 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 I should I should mention following that Sony finally put out an API for developers to just directly access PS4 saves on PS5. Oh, that's good. So okay. so stuff like Jedi Fallen Order and Ghost of Tsushima have come out, and it's just like, hey, just download your save from the cloud from PS4 to this PS5. We will just detect it and let you go, and that's it. And so I thought we were past this, <laughs> and then here comes Death Stranding director's cut. Here comes. De- oh, you guys think you were in for a fun process. You didn't review Death Stranding on a work console and Ooh. not have access to any of those cloud saves. So I, I'm actually like excited to hear your experience with playing this game again for the from the beginning in this mm-hmm. in this new souped up version. But well, so we should explain what the process is. So so my cl- my saves were not in the cloud either. I don't know exactly why they were not in the cloud, but um, I had to go download De- Death Stranding four, um, mm-hmm. where I still had it. I had it on my USB drive. I'd launch it. Upload, export my um, saves to the cloud. They kind of, it's all patched, so it, it knows what you're trying to do. Uh, but the weirdest part, which that was fine, the weird part was you have to go into, you have to launch the game. Yes. You have to be in control of Sam Porter Bridges to export your save, and it gets worse. And then you have to be in front of a, a, a delivery console. That's, dude. No, no, your cufflinks. Is that what it is? You have to, you have no, to, well, so, so it's both. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the complete insanity. So, you access the export save option from the cufflink menu, which you can get to anywhere at any time just by hitting option, right? Okay. You start, essentially. But that option is arbitrarily grayed out unless you are standing right in <laughs> front of a right. delivery terminal. Yes. And and if you have any open orders, as in any quests you have not completed, it also will not let you access that export. Like, there's just this list <laughs> of in-game, in-world requirements for you to access that export save option and it's just ludicrous it's it's very wild so that's all on the your old version there and then once you export that get it up there you bring them into the ps5 there's like a million warnings i just button past them i'm sure yeah, it's, well, like, it's because you lose a lot of stuff that's the other thing yeah it's like you lose oh gosh i don't quote me on this i want to say you lose anything on your back like anything you're carrying oh is that right you, okay i, I was you, speeding I think, past it because i was like yeah, what am like, i not going to import it like most of what you might be carrying, it's not like it's really not replaceable. But there was stuff about know. structures in there that I wasn't quite. Yeah, like you, know. you lose you lose a lot of the stuff you've built in the world. I think, um, like any vehicles that are not in your garage, like there's this whole list of stuff you don't carry over. But so I, I had a post game save that I was able to bring in and then um, uh, kind of load in there, and and it, so far it seems to have worked after the imports. I have not. I but I have not mucked around in anything other than trying to see what's new in the DLC or in the director's cut, not the DLC in the director's cut to, to mess around in the world. So I, I don't know if I would go and be like, where's my bridge that had a million likes on it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did not go check one of, that out. One of the, uh, one of the motorbikes I had in my, or maybe it was a truck in my garage. You know, how you can have other people's vehicles mm-hmm. in your thing. 
one of my trucks had like over a hundred million likes on it. Oh, that's a good truck. <laughs> like, like, to, like, do I have, do I own the most liked truck in history? Uh, it's shared. I mean, does that stuff stay in your shared garage, like your garage or like, will that disappear if somebody else takes that truck out from a garage? I'm, I, I don't think it disappears. Yeah. Okay. I always, I always assumed they were instancing those things. Like okay. you were essentially yeah. kind of, you were storing a copy of their vehicle. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I guess. Alex, you started over then from scratch. I sure did. And Brad, you're somewhere in the middle, right? Like you're. I was. Gosh, man, my memory of that story is a jumbled mess. Um, Just like the story itself. I remember. Let's see. I had a big cutscene with Fragile around okay. a lake or like a bomb crater. Okay. And yes, then, and then I know I, where you are. And then I went to a city south of there, and I had a big long exposition dump with Mama. Remember her? Yep. Yes. The, the scientist lady with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Like she talked about her history a bunch, and I think I popped out of. Oh, the- you got to see her facial animation test. Yes, <laughs> and then I left off. But like, in retrospect, from everybody talking about having finished that game, like I'm in the best part of the game, and I stopped at the best time to stop because that's the point where you still have like all the freedom to play the game and all the toys to play with. So one thousand percent, and it, it sounds the best part of the game. It sounds like it just. I know, like I have forty hours on that save because I spent so much time delivering and building and just screwing around. Which makes me feel like it was a huge missed opportunity for this director's cut not to just have a sandbox mode. But so, but I, I didn't experience any of the nonsense after that where they start stripping the mechanics away, <laughs> laying on the shit. So we're 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 gonna go into it here. Uh, we should say that we'll probably we're gonna try and keep it mostly narrative spoiler free. I know some people are just getting into this thing with this release, but we might reference some stuff that is in the game uh, because yeah. because that's the game. But uh, we're going to try and avoid any any story spoiler stuff here. But Alex, how quickly have you been buttoning past? The, mm. I'm curious going into that game from from scratch. Like how how I remember it being pretty loaded with 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 stuff to do. Is it? It's yeah. Like the first, I'm going to say three hours of that game are sluggish. Mm. Like and, and, and so the, the interesting thing to me was. I found that game immediately off-putting when I started playing it. Like, a lot of the early stuff with Fragile and the the void outs and, you know, the the guy you meet who's part of the corpse disposal unit and then the introduction of, like, Dead Man and Die Hard Man and all that stuff. Like, just the the, the parade of dumb shit that, that they throw in front of you over those first few hours. I just... How, how like matter-of-factly Die Hard Man rolls off your tongue like without even skipping a beat, He's man. Big fan like, of you know what? It's like as I just watched that scene again, and it's exactly the way that uh, Norman Reedus developed. It's like, oh, Die Hard, <laughs> dude. Uh, and it's just, oh, how do you say that with a straight face? The last time I played it, I got two different quotes out of him about Norman Norman Reedus's ride while riding a motorcycle, like that that cable motorcycle show. That he, the actor, <sighs> does in real life. Like, does got, he even still do that? Probably show? not. I, I don't know if that's still around or not. But like, he got two of them. Like, two of them yeah. in the space of like two minutes. He referenced that TV show twice. I had a, a string of dialogue when I was playing that reminded me. That took me to that place pretty quickly. I was okay, and then it took me to that place where they referenced Sam Bridges, Bridget, and Bridges in America. Uh, the building mm-hmm. bridges across America. It all within like three sentences that made me be like, oh right, yes, yes, this one. The whole scene in the fake Oval Office with your mom, Bridget, and all that stuff is maybe just some of the most risably directed shit in any major video game of the last decade. Like, from Die Hard Man having to explain to you that it's your mom. You know your mom's the president, right? Like, you know it's your mom. 
Like just everything about that whole bit is so wild and not in necessarily a good way. I, I the thing I should preface all of this with is that I don't like. Obviously, it, it, it I'd probably coming across. I don't like Death Stranding. I think that there are aspects of it that I thought were really interesting. The part that Brad was talking about, that middle chunk yeah. where it's mostly just the open world and you're doing deliveries, and there's a very slow drip of story that is not really interfering with any of that is the only part of that game I unreservedly like. That's the that's um, the section of the map that has that feels like you can build the highway. Uh, yes, a, a, that's the first highway yeah. they give you. Yeah. yeah. So is there is there another a third area like a third big open region after that or do I, you think just get the two? I think it it's small. I think it's a small area. Well, it's it's big, but it's big in a different way. It's vertical. Like that's the um, mountains. Okay. That's when okay. they send you up into the mountains and I thought I saw someone say that they actually let you do some highway building in that area now okay. where you could not before. Okay. So I but I have not gotten anywhere near there yet because again, trudging through this mm. game again has been something of an eye-opening experience again because a lot of that early stuff it's confusing and it's weird but when you recontextualize it with everything that comes after it once you know what is actually going on there it's even sillier (laughs) um and not it like it doesn't really improve anything about it but it does sort of like go okay i understand how they got from here to here also all of this stuff is still fucking nonsense and those early hours just suck. Like, they just suck. It, it's too long. It doesn't get into enough of the interesting stuff until way later. And I did finally get to the point where you can start doing a little bit of the director's cut content. And I, you know, started d- dabbling around in there. But, like, every time I started to get a little bit of momentum in that game, I would just, I could feel myself, like, d- not dozing off literally, but just, like, mentally my mind wandering to literally anywhere else other than what was happening in that game. I... I th- I think I enjoyed most of Death Stranding and then it kind of just fell apart for me. So like I the gameplay wise, I'm with you on that middle section where you're just like mm-hmm. doing deliveries where you start to build up your what feels like a delivery empire and you're yes. like yeah. I I'm getting I'm a I'm doing work here. Like uh, that's the game I wanted. Like they should just made that the whole game. <laughs> yeah, so that that part I, I'm with you on. Yeah, and then once it really pushes the pedal through the floorboard at the end in terms of trying to get its narrative off the ground that's where it really kind of fell apart to me and i, I don't want to re- rehash too much of that stuff i um i did jump into the dlc or the director's cut the, the new content mm-hmm. for the director's cut uh i think i completed the, the new story mission i'm pretty sure i did uh i know i completed my part because i did what i set out to do which was put a bunch of don't pee her signs in inappropriate mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. uh and that's uh feels pretty good to me that feels like a, a thing uh, the ironic uh don't pee here well it's not ironic it's just it shouldn't be there it's inappropriate but is it though i don't think so this is a sol- mm. this is a solemn place don't pee here hey look man manners don't end just because society does also sam wouldn't pee there he said there's a time and place for everything yeah, you must <laughs> reconnect the toilets of america <laughs> that's, that's right. right uh so the the way they had me doing it though that the um the new mission was like go do a thing at this if you're if you're interested it's this isn't a spoiler but it has it's like a factory this is a band factory. go do this thing at this factory then you get to a gate on the factory come back okay go back out we we open the gate okay go back out come back the the gate's closed again okay come back go back out we open the next gate again all within the space of like you know just this delivery back and forth so i did what again i think is the enjoyable part built a zipline empire to get right. mm-hmm. to zipline you somebody had built part of it i extended it out 
Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, that's cooperation. Like, that's yeah. the thing I, that made me, that was because that the abandoned factory is way up on the side of a very steep mountain. <laughs> yes. It's not easy to get up there. And like that, I immediately was reminded of the thing that I loved about that game, which was that I saw a rope somebody had put that I could just pull myself up on instead of like having to zigzag my way up for five minutes. Right. right. And it's just like, oh man, this is so thoughtful. Somebody put it's this here. It's a great concept. Like I, I fucking love that part of that game. And I wish that it was more of that. So, I mean, that's what it was for me. Like, oh, cool. I'm going to build this thing. And then I was like, oh, I hope people like this Zipline Empire because it's very useful. But, you know, I didn't wait around to see if how many likes it got. And then, um, you know, I got some new speeder legs. I uh, got some new, like, director's cut. Got those support legs? Yeah. Like, you got some okay, new. I got those too. They're, like, basically, like, they seem, like, all, all around uh, okay legs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be power legs. They're not going to be speed legs. They're just, you know. These are the average normal ones. guy legs. Yeah, normal guy yeah. legs. Um, you get some color um, ability to, to to change the colors on some of your some skins for your BB mm-hmm. and and some other stuff. Yes, you get, the, a, get a new gun, the Mazer gun, which is a uh, if you if you don't remember the premise or have ignored the premise of Death Stranding, it is there are no you can't die if you if somebody dies flatlines if they are uh, no longer living it's very bad for the world of death stranding like a like a nuke will will go off eventually that's when, a void out right yeah when the bt's yeah. encounter I, th- I forget the whole process but basically there's like but there's a specific difference between i think just a body dying and then like a living person getting eaten by one of the giant void monsters because i but i also i don't really know what it is even after having played that game i cannot tell you the exact mechanics of that stuff i never i never dabbled with this too much can it create one of those gigantic craters in the landscape anywhere? I like think anywhere it, somebody dies, can that happen? So I, I think anywhere that isn't one of the main hub. I don't think you can blow up the main hub. No, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. expect that. But I wonder if, because there's a bunch of mules, the guys in suits around that abandoned yeah. factory. And if I killed one of those, I wonder what would happen to that I, area. I think that has happened where like people's games have had like big craters because they left a, a mule body around. I, yeah, I, I want to say I, that I happened say in my game, but I couldn't tell if it was scripted or not. I, I think they've, Fill in, fill back in after a while, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. So, I think any infrastructure you built around that stuff is gone. But yes, I think the environment might recover. And I think it was like uh, a dome of like, you can't enter this domed area. Like, it wasn't like you go explore the crater. I want to say it was like blocked off. But I, I really don't remember. It, it, it's all in service of saying that you need non-lethal weapons. Uh, or, right, or you're yeah. supposed to be using non-lethal weapons unless you want to bring bodies to the furnace to get rid of them constantly. Yeah, it's so like the, the Mazer is basically just a long-range taser. Right, yes. It can so, just kind of zap people to, to unconsciousness. Which, I don't think I killed anyone during my game, ever. I think mm. I killed one person just to run. test it out, and they were like, you gotta, get yeah. this, you gotta get this body to the furnace. Yeah, I mean, you know, they give you assault rifle, shotgun, like the whole works, but then you kind of can't use them. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't think I ever used them. Like, I, I never even thought of this game as a shooter, and, like, so that actually is a big part of my impression of this director's cut, is how Metal Gear it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, that abandoned, f- the this factory mission, which is the one new story mission, it's a factory facility underground that looks extremely Metal Gear <laughs> and is totally stealth-oriented. It's yeah. literally, like, they straight up give you a tooltip when you go in the front of that factory saying, like, Hey, if you drop all your cargo, it'll make it easier for you to sneak and not be seen in here. And I'm just like, which game am I playing now? Right. This is the game about hauling cargo, not the game about stealthing up behind guards and knocking them out. Yeah. And that's exactly what that mission is. And like they added that shooting range and there's a bunch of essentially like straight up Metal Gear VR missions attached to the shooting range. Those are kind of the same thing of like knock out all six mules and as fast as you can get to the exit. You know, like it's like 
it is a lot of hiding behind stuff and using weapons and knocking people out. Like it's very Metal Gear in a lot of ways and the stuff they've added. And, and if I'm remembering correctly, and I, I apologize to anybody listening who, if I'm getting a lot of Death Stranding stuff wrong, but in, in this uh, director's cut, those missions you're talking about, I don't even think you're delivering anything that has to be really loaded onto your back in any big. It's not a big cargo delivery mission. Like you're right. just you're just going mm-hmm. in there and you're mostly extracting stuff out. Uh, to yeah, bring like out the, so that you don't even the, have the encumbrance of the the stuff right. on your back going in. Like the data, the data you get in that factory is small enough that it's not going to like tilt you over. You're not going to have to worry about your balance and stuff. Yeah, it really is kind of a, um, a neutralize or or uh, get through the area mission, uh, which you know they introduce. There's a there's a part where it is just one big Metal Gear, uh, not big. It's actually very self contained and small. One corridor that feels extremely Metal Gear, and if you saw the <laughs> Are you having to ha- do you have to hammer X the whole way you're walking down the corridor? <laughs> no, no, thank goodness. Uh, but they do show that scene that they showed in the um, uh, promotional materials where he plays with the box for like 45 seconds or whatever, like dumps the box mm-hmm. of oranges on the floor and then like jumps in the box, jumps out of the box. And you're like, oh boy, okay. It's very referential. But I was surprised that it was in the game because I thought that was one of those Kojima things that would just be in the in the engine for a promotional thing that never makes it into the game. But they actually have that whole sequence in the game. Uh, and then that that thing just kind of wraps up in a way. You get some story bits that are interesting. Uh, I, so interviews. I hit a wall. I don't know what's gaining my progress there, but that whole mission is so fetch questy. <laughs> it is like... The, the the distribution center is like what uh, maybe a sixty second bike ride away or something like you can get between the factory and the and the base pretty fast. Yeah, the la- the last hike is a little bit the last vertical. It's hike. a little bit of it's yeah. a little bit of a pain, but the point is like you go there, you pick up some boxes, you go back and <laughs> drop them off, then they unlock the next door in the factory, then you go back and do it again. Yeah, like it's just this tiered <laughs> process of. Going, picking up some boxes, taking them back to the thing. They're yeah. like, "All right, we've decoded the next door lock. Yeah. Now you can go deeper into the factory." But then, I mean, it's a condensed version of what this game is. Pretty in much, general, pretty which much, which is a giant fetch quest. Pretty much, except that I hit a point where I hit another locked door deeper into the factory, and then it would not give me the next order, the next quest to actually go back there again. So I don't know if it's like I need to be deeper in the main story of the game before they open the next phase of this mission up. Which, if that's the case, I am never going to see it. I, yeah. That's what I was wondering when we were we were talking before the show about it. Like mine just just snapped off right away as soon as I brought right. everything in. And, and you're it, on a clear save, so that makes me wonder. And and it also, but it snapped off in a way that like I kept thinking, this is ridic- This is so ridiculous. Like because they they do say like as soon as you bring it back, they're like our boys decoded the door. Get it? You can right. go back there now. And it's like, oh, this is silly. And that happens yeah. like three mm-hmm. times, which would make more sense if they're working on. If there is time between and they're working on decoding the door, right? The, the actual narrative beats would make more sense. Uh, so maybe that is progression based and he'll just contact you eventually and be like, we finally decoded the door. You can go back there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so there was that part. There's the cargo launcher, which I couldn't find a great use for mostly because I've got trucks and, you know, I, I've got a lot of stuff unlocked. That old man on the mountain, man. That's that's basically who that shit is for. Zipline your way up there. Yeah, not everyone wants to invest in a zipline network. You know, I love the zipline, old man. So the old man on the mountain. So I didn't use the cargo thing uh, because I couldn't find a good use for it. But if you launch the cargo up there, you still have to get your body up there to to do the delivery, right? I think so. So like you're just you're just 
unencumbering you're yourself. You're, you're unencumbering yourself because by that point, you're probably carrying a decent right. amount of stuff on you. Okay. How does it? How does the targeting work on that thing? Do you see exactly where it's going to land? I didn't use it. Oh, I, you haven't tried it? No, okay. I, I I got the tutorial for it. That's like make sure you hit the parachute and stuff. And this, people had set them up. I just didn't use it. Uh, I. I also am at the point in my my thing where a lot of my stations have maximum metal and you know uh, ceramics and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, like I just don't carry stuff around. That oh, much. then you will be able to build the racetrack faster than I could. <laughs> to try like, it, yeah. Like the, the director's cut does not do a great job of steering you toward most of the new content. Like I had to look up on a website, like in an article, how to find that factory mission. Mm. Um, Which you shared you with do, me. Thank you. Yes, but you do get a you do get an in game email from somebody about the racetrack. Yes, they're like, hey, they're blah blah blah. There's a racetrack of your dreams. It's over here, and then you go look at it, and it's like, actually, you have to build it by delivering enough metal and ceramic and uh, what is it, chiral crystals or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to check that out because apparently, if you, um, I don't know if you have to set some speed record or something, but you can unlock the roadster, the new vehicle. Oh, maybe I'll by, go try and do that by then. doing the racetrack, and I wanted to see that, but then like. It was just like running face first into a brick wall when I got there, and I was like, "Oh, I have to build the racetrack by going and farming materials." I just might. And once again, this is the Death Stranding experience: yeah. seeing something cool, then running face first into I, a brick I wall. I wonder if it's. Um, I'll check that out. I, I wonder if it's one of those community things where multiple people in whatever group they put you in can donate, like the for the highways. Like if it's right. if it's a group project. Mine, mine had a small percentage of the resources already deposited, okay. which is how I remember the highways working yeah. on that map a couple of years is. ago. Was they would always start you off with a little bit, but they <laughs> made you responsible for the the vast bulk of the the, the mats. Yeah, I, I don't. I I kind of wish it was a little more explicit about um, some of that group stuff. Sometimes I, I I should go dig into the menu. So some stuff seemed like maybe it wasn't director's cut and had just come been patched in over the course of its life. And I wasn't exactly sure what was new and uh, for the quality of life stuff, what was new and what wasn't. Uh, even reading over some of the um, kind of uh, notes for the director's cut seemed like things like, oh, this option is super helpful. Turning off the extended animation on the BT scanning device. Uh, I don't remember that being there because I feel like I would have turned that thing off immediately, like where it pauses the whole game and then you get the guy come out. And it, and this time when it happened, it's like, you know, you can turn on this off now. Just have it happen the first time. And I was like, no, I did not. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, so some of that stuff uh, maybe was patched in between my playthrough and, and this time. But I think it looks nice. I think it, yeah, um, it runs really well. Seems to run well. I took me a little while to get my Death Stranding legs uh, 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 figuratively and literally underneath me as they're like, oh, right, yeah, you got to hold the triggers and do the whole thing, not stumble. And gotta maintain your balance. The climbing's weird. It took me a while to remember how the heck to soothe uh, uh, Lou or the, B- the BB uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to rock it. Like, okay, this is like three button presses. I do remember that, but which buttons is it? Hold. Tr- also, I'm rocking too fast. I have to make sure I'm doing it more like my controller is an actual baby. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a whole thing where you pull the tr- each trigger corresponds to a hand, yes. like grabbing your mm-hmm. suspenders to try to steady yourself. And it's like that, that frame rate really helps with the getting your balance, like mm. trying to keep yourself from tipping over aspect of that game. Uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, like, what can you get away with, with putting a motorcycle in the water? <laughs> like mm. how deep can it get all that stuff, which, uh, you know, well, how do you get the compass mode? How, how do you find your waypoints when you're driving around? Like, I forgot you had to like hold L1 to to get bring up the compass to have your destination show up on the map. Is it? There's a lot of 
There's a lot going on in it's, that game. Just, mm-hmm. Going back to it has just been a reminder that as tragically flawed as that game is in some ways, there really is still nothing like it out there. No. And, and that's, that's what keeps me drawn to it as much as it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah, like, I have friends that actually are pretty pro-Death Stranding in general and and very, you know, glad that it exists. And the thing I will say is, as much as I don't like Death Stranding and the things I genuinely hate about it, I'm glad something like it exists. Like, I, there is no real room these days for big-budget, you know, huge console productions to just be completely batshit ethereal sci-fi. You know, yeah. like, stuff that is just... Nothing but layers of metaphors and and just weird shit happening and not just like a straight ahead action experience. Yeah. And the thing, the problem I have with it is that I just wish it was a better one of those, you know, because I think that there it, there's should be more room for developers, for big studios, for designers to go out there and try wild shit the way that Kojima has been given carte blanche to do. And. I just this to me, it's like it's great that something this artistically bizarre exists in in large games. It, it should have been better art like the, the art itself is just not that good. But yeah, I'm glad it I'm, I'm glad that it came to fruition and exists. Yeah, totally. Yes, I am glad this person lives in my neighborhood. I just don't want them as my neighbor. You know, like, yes, I just, uh, you know, yeah, you're weird. You, you put all this like weird art on your lawn and like, you know, you it kind of encroaches on their neighbor's property, but like, you know, I like a little weirdness in my town. No, I'm just glad I'm not your actual neighbor. Uh, mm-hmm. so like, I'm, I'm glad to see you around. It's, I, I'm with you a hundred percent. Like it, it's a game that I'm, I'm glad exists. Uh, I actually enjoyed parts of going back into it and we're like, yeah, all right. Okay. I remember doing this for a while. And then I remembered the stuff that kind of like, made me mad is too much it's just kind of disappointed i, I should you say. were mad at the time i remember that conversation oh. on the podcast you were definitely very frustrated with that I just thing couldn't. and not just the gameplay I w- it was more like slapped in the face when you weren't expecting it like just kind mm-hmm. of like what are you doing why would you do this how could you think this is appropriate and then uh um you know you know people would be like because it's weird it's like oh, yeah okay well uh all right uh, I think the Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, happy to see that game is out on PS5. His guess is if you're going to play it, this seems like the version you would want to yeah. play. Yeah. I, I don't think this content has come to PC or is even announced for PC, right? I'm pretty I believe, not this time. I don't believe that's but true. It's, it's a cheap upgrade. It's like, what is it, like $10, I want to say, if you have the PS4 Something version? Something like that. Yeah. Just the, also, being forced to go back into that PS4 version <laughs> and then immediately go over to the PS5 was a real eye-opener for how some PS4 games used to run and how long the load times were. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I had forgotten. Holy shit. Like waiting like a full minute to get into the game. And then it's running at like 25 frames a second and stuttering. And it's just like, Oh boy, things have gotten better. I, that brings me maybe to a point I, I forgot about, but, um, death stranding going back in, boy, there's a lot of opportunity to skip stuff in, in, in that game where you are just like, skip this. Okay. Okay. Now skip yeah, this. Like, skip like this the process. <laughs> The process of going down into the private room and back up, there are like eight different places you can skip things. Yes. But even mm-hmm. the process of skipping things takes longer than it should. <laughs> skip this? Okay. Skip even this. The speed, even the, spa- the, the speed of feed it, fading down to the menu, hitting skip, <laughs> fading back up to the next scene, even that is more sluggish than you want. I know you skipped that last thing, but do you want to skip this part? Yes. Mm. Okay. Skip this. Okay. Uh, 
all right, now Sam's sitting on his bed. What do you want to do? Oh, like skip I, that? Okay. I can't help but admire the game for how defiant it is of the player's wishes. Like, it doesn't <laughs> give a sh- the game doesn't give a shit what you want. It's going to do its thing, and you are going to put up with it or not. <laughs> and at the same time, finally, with the power of PS5, Death Stranding is now as skippable as it should be. It, it's still, yeah, I think the the, the uh, skipping, or, skipping around with Fragile is is fairly fast. Like, warping is, is okay. Uh, I just, I also, this was in the PS4 version, but the auto skip for those uh, completion menu things of like, hey, do you just want us to skip through all of this stuff on our own? Mm-hmm. We can just go through that. It's funny. Death Stranding, Director's Cut, available now on PS5. Um, the game I think I wanted to spend the uh, the most time with over the last week was uh, uh, Kana, Kana, Kana. It's people in Kana. the game have said it differently. Yeah. It, it, oh really? Yeah. I've only heard Kano, I've only heard Kano so far. There are these two kids, and I feel like uh, uh, one of the kids says it uh, Kana, and one of it says Kenna. Uh, mm. So maybe, but maybe I'm just hearing what I want to hear. Bridge of Spirit. Let's call it Bridge of Spirits. Uh, is out for uh, uh, PS4, PS5, and PC. Forty yeah, bucks. Epic, epic store. Uh, Forty bucks, and it is. Uh, I think it's. Boy, I really, I really like it. I'm not gonna say it's a great game yet because I haven't put, um, I haven't been far enough in it. Maybe three hours in on it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm a little less than that. I really, it's just, it feels very tight. It feels, it feels yeah. polished in, in it's a well way. made, but kind of basic. Like kind of basic. Know, the, the, the the people calling it a PS2 platformer in spirit are not entirely wrong. I feel like it's a little more modern than that. That's maybe selling it a little bit short. It, yeah, but it's definitely it's it's throwing back to a specific era of action platformer. It, and, it is third person know. action. I I haven't gotten too much platforming per se, like a more more action with the the combat yeah. and, and puzzle stuff. Uh, it's really pretty. It's very well added. It it's, looks it looks extremely for a. I don't I don't mean for this to sound dismissive of other forty dollar games, but for a forty dollar game, it looks very good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, Ember Labs is is the yes. development yeah. house. I feel I looked them up, and it seems like their background is in character development and animation. Uh, and it, and it okay, shows it like shows. that is the part that shines brightest for sure. Yeah, uh, like it's it is full on doing the Pixar DreamWorks thing, and that's not. I, I don't mean that as a negative. Like they're doing it very well. The uh, yeah. voice acting seems pretty good so far. Uh, th- there's not a ton of it, but it seems pretty good. So you basically play as uh, the title character, and you're a spirit guide. Who uh, they don't really set up a lot of story. Yeah, almost it's in a way vague. that made me feel like I missed. Uh, I skipped through a cutscene or something. But uh, you're in a, you're in this land where there are spirits that need a little help getting from A to B, and yeah. uh, the the and you go back oh, like a spirit fair, like a spirit fair. Yeah, it's yeah, it's mm. it's very it's very like deserted, haunted land kind yeah. of thing. Of the people are all gone, and rot and corruption have taken over, and like that's that's like maybe the main visual motif in the whole game, right? Is like. Everything's like red and brown when it's corrupted, and then mm-hmm. you very like in a very splashy way you go through and kind of restore green and blue and you know life and vibrancy to the environments, and it looks it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's and, and and you're 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 uh, aided by these things, these little little guys called rot. Uh, uh, oddly it's, enough, it's, it's so weird that they call those things rot. Yeah, uh, the rot because they're like mm-hmm. the the most. They're like saccharin, even by like Pixar DreamWorks standards. Like they're these tiny, God, little, they're adorable. They're tiny little spirit yeah. buddy, spirit friend pal things, and they've got these big, 
doe eyes. Yeah. They are like BB-8 level. Like this was designed for maximum cute and maximum merchandising. Yeah, totally, kind of totally. Thing. Like, like Studio Ghibli esque. Like yeah, uh, yeah. But like, but like even but more squishy than, yes. than yeah. Ghibli. More, more like panderingly cutesy, honestly. Yeah. And then, they, but they're called the Rot. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they're called Rot. And and uh, hey, look, sugar will rot your teeth. It uh, makes sense. They they're too adorable. Yes, and then mm-hmm. uh, you could. And actually, one of the things you do in that game is use your currency to buy hats for them uh, throughout the game. Put all sorts of different hats and flowers yeah, and bows on Yeah, it's like a fun thing. You, you unlock hats by finding them in the environment. Like you unlock the decent, ability to buy them from the... That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like like you, you have to go unlock a hat design first, but then you buy hats piecemeal. Like yeah. You can actually decide, because I don't know how many of those things you have by the end of the game, but I've got like at least a dozen of them following me around now. Yeah. But you decide exactly what the composition of hatware <laughs> is for your rot. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. It's like, okay, I want to buy three of the clover circlets and five of the mushroom hat. And they're kind of with you just scampering around the whole time. They warp around, they scamper around and you have a dedicated sit and uh, interact with your little rot buddies button where you can sit and you give them little kisses. You can ask them to dance. Uh, you can show off your hats, I guess. And they're fun. They use them for combat. You use them for puzzle solving. Kind of like Brad, you were saying you have a certain amount of them and they gate some level progression by how many you have because you need them to do certain things. Uh, but once you uh, get a certain amount of them, you can use them to help you in combat. You, you They um, can transform and interact with the environment in different ways at certain uh, levels. Uh, you know, they uh, clear off the, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not rot, but the, the um, desecration of the land, or the yeah. whatever it is, they can clear away that stuff. They can actually move items. They can get underneath items and kind of lift them and move them kind of Pikmin-esque to, yeah. to help you There's- solve puzzles. You can kind of turn them into this weird blob that you can guide around yes. and like do spin attacks against enemies and also use that to, to like clear decay and stuff like that. There's a bunch decay. of, just a bunch of little, like, word for it. little like one off interactions with the environments that are, are pretty interesting. Just, I guess the biggest knock against the game I have is it just feels extremely straightforward and kind mm. of linear. Like, it's, oh, it definitely it's is. just, it's very much just like, okay, there is always one, unless it, unless it opens up later, but looking at the map, it feels like it's pretty going to be, it's, pretty much going to be A to B to C to, to mm-hmm. Z. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much like, okay, there's one way you can go right now. There's not a lot of guesswork about how to get through this area and get to the next part. Like, you you, you are kind of going through the motions they have set out for you in the level design. When like, I, I like the mechanics. I think it controls well and it's gorgeous. I, I kind of I kind of wish it was a little more open, a little more exploration-focused. I wonder if... Yeah. I wonder if they... So... I want. I got the first mask. I'm in that like the first. So you got a you got a mask which opens up a spirit door. And I wonder if at some point you'll get mo- like how many of those will there be? Right? Are there that's, just going to be three yeah. or four? Or that there seems be exactly like the structure of the game is like you. Pretty quickly, you get to the deserted town that is at the center of the map, and there's a bunch of spirit doors, like you said, that yeah. spoke off of that hub. And yeah, it very much seems like okay, you're going to finish the first one they opened up for you, right. and then that'll probably let you open up the next one. You'll go do that. Uh, yeah uh, you know what like the thing like to me and I, I i don't mean this in like the negative context of it but like to, this is to me like the platonic ideal of a modern kids game like it is yeah. it has enough going on it is it is not dumb down really it's just it's kind of linear and kind of straightforward but like all the things that it does are pretty good to great and i think that there's you know there's there's definitely an untapped 
like area of that space for like like more interesting productions like this because I feel like a lot of like what little what few kids games there are these days are mostly on mobile and and there just isn't that much stuff in this kind of range. It does have a very all ages again kind of PS2 yeah. sort of era feel to it. And yeah, it, like some of the some of the scenery, mm. um, like I'm trying to think how to describe. Like, do you remember that part where you enter a forest, like, it's all bright and sunny, and then all of a sudden you go through this one area, and then things just, like, the fucking dark clouds roll in, and all of a sudden it's, like, windy and raining and, like, lightning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning through the trees and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, the production values on this are just, like, That's when off the charts on the mood. Chasing like the, the kid, right? Like, you're um, chasing the brother? It's where, yeah, it's, yes, it's where you think you're about to find the brother and you see a, fla- <laughs> and then they're like, you see a flashback and yeah. then I was like, oh, I guess I'm about to finish this yeah, area. And then it's like, go. nope, you can't do this now. Actually, <laughs> actually now go climb that giant mountain and talk yes. to the old man up there. He'll f- help you figure it out. That was but about the point. That, I think I put it down. It was like, all right, I got to come back to this. This is, the, but, you've now given me the, the, the branching paths I need to get here. Uh, yes. That was also where I stopped for the moment. Uh, yeah. That, that part that it's, it's got that all ages thing where like, this is this feels threatening, but it's not like horror, right? Like there's like an air right. of threat and danger here that's expressed in that kind of Disney esque. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it's just visually, it's very effective. Like the, it's yeah. unreal engine four. So it's not even like new technology. They are just using it extremely well. And I have this on the, uh, I have it on the Epic game store and I think I might pick this up on the PlayStation five because I, I I'm having trouble getting my Epic game store stuff to play through my steam link currently the controls are the controllers not mapping well to it uh it keeps on kicking me out into like mouse mode and this feels like one i want to sit on the couch and just play yes it definitely feels like a couch lean back big screen kind of thing yeah definitely and uh yeah the pc version i was playing i, I don't know if i think i have a you know i have a good card not a great one and it felt like it was not I don't know. It just felt like it was it was chugging to do, doing anything above 1440p, like basic settings and like a lot of like weird screen tearing. And I I, huh. I haven't seen that in mass. Like I haven't seen mass reporting about that version being bad or anything. It just my experience has not been the best on PC. Not to be all me and my 3080. But <laughs> it's, it, it's I'm 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 1440p, 144 hertz, and it was pretty much locked at that on on a 3080. Yeah, see, so. I couldn't get it to go above 60 frames even at uh, even on 1440. I was 1080. Uh, it seemed okay for me, but uh, I think I just want to sit on the couch. I, don't, I I also wonder if I don't know if it has great HDR support, but it seems like a game that could benefit from pretty nice HDR. Oh, definitely. Uh, PC HDR is such a mess. I don't even think it's worth fiddling with. Really, that's what I mean. Is like, that going to change? If you're if you're outputting to a TV, uh, and the game has good support for it, it should be okay. Mm, like Windows yeah. Windows built in HDR support is not great. And 11 just fixes that, right? Like, it's all going to sure. be better. Well, the other thing is HDR on most PC monitors is also complete shit. So it's just kind of a fool's errand right now, unfortunately. I haven't, um, you know, I've also not seen, even on the PS5 and Xbox, HDR support seems, or implementation seems to be still all over the place. It, it totally varies. Like, you'll you'll get some of the biggest, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 famously shipped yeah. with, like, completely messed up HDR support. Um, Outriders, part- I think I just turned it off eventually. Yeah. Playing this on the PC made me realize they apparently they put achievements in the Epic Store at some point. Oh, you know, I, I noticed know when, that popping off. I didn't even. I don't know, uh, I don't know when that happened, but huh. I was straight up racking up achievements for that game as I played it. And I was just like, oh, this is novel, I guess. And now that I'm in here in the launcher, yeah. I have absolutely no idea how or where to view my achievements for any game. Oh, yeah. I did see those popping off in, in, in this one. 
Um, so yeah, I, I it's forty bucks. Uh, is it coming to other stuff? I saw some articles pondering. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they just have been saying they are looking to bring it to other platforms. I, I think it's a neat game. I'm kind of with you, Alex. Like I I I don't mind the what seems like a more linear path through this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think I have some open world burnout of uh of exploration, but you know what? It, it seems like I mean it, that's what Death Stranding's for, right? That's right. <laughs> if it stays within a, a decent scope and doesn't get too repetitive. I could see this being a real a real gem of a game. If it, yeah. I could also see it getting the, the combat I've enjoyed so far, but I, if if the variety doesn't kick up, then I could see it getting a bit repetitive. Uh, over- I don't think the twenty hour version of this game would would hold water. I, I actually looked it work. up because I was curious. Like the, the looked like average time to beat this game is kind of nine ten hours. Okay, perfect. So it's yeah. perfect. Tight. There's like a tech. There's like a, a skill tree that I think has all three skills, <laughs> three skill, three or four yes. skills in it. So. Um, we'll see baby's first skill tree. Uh, just gotta get those hats, more hats, uh, quickly here. Should we jump into hot wheels? Speaking of kids games, hot wheel. uh, Is it? I mean, it is in the sense that it's hot wheels and they're toys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hot wheels unleashed. Like I, nothing against hot wheels, but I have to say previously when I saw anything about this game, my brain saw the words hot wheels and just kind of turned off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're conditioned to think that way because anything that is a kid's brand like that, we just assume is very squarely not aimed at us. Well, they had right? the they had the uh, Hot Wheels in the Forza stuff, right? Like where you can yes. get those Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. But this yeah. is and that was that stuff was fun. And when they did the Lego or was it Lego? Yeah, I think they did a Lego one mm-hmm. too, and that one was pretty good too. Yeah, but this license is stuff is just weird ways. these days. Like license stuff, like you might you might get some amazing game out of it, and you might get complete garbage, right? Like you just. As opposed to, uh, which I guess is an improvement on the previous era where all licensed stuff was garbage. Yeah, you would get one good game a year and everything else was trash. So, so I know a lot of people have probably missed this, but Hot Wheels also has, um, uh, um, what, do we, what do you call when there's a physical toy with a digital component, like an iPad that you use with it? Like Toys, toys to Life, are we still using that phrase? Uh, it, it's basically like you can use your iPad or a mobile app or tablet app to integrate with the physical toys in a way that gets you to spend money to buy you know mm-hmm. coins or do whatever you want to do to unlock digital versions of the cars for stuff so my kids have some of that stuff this from what i could tell so far it, it opened the game opens with a blind boxes opening mm-hmm. yes so it's like it does. The, the, the only not the only but the very first thing i wanted to come in here and say is like you don't even get to the proper ti- title screen when you boot it up for the first time before it goes you got some blind boxes. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what's in them. And they could just call them blind boxes. They, they, they literally use the phrase blind box like, man. Uh, but I did but not see a way to put real money in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I say. Uh, you can't buy that currency, I don't, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, you do earn that the coins to buy more blind boxes with, but there's there there's some kind of, they don't call it a season pass, but there's like a, what is it? There's a something pass. Yes. Advertised on the title screen, but when I hit it, I just got a store error. So, so I did I. Know, and I also, that is. also, I think uh, shop the store also gave me an yes. error. Uh, yes. So, is, yeah. so they're if, if they are looking to monetize, yeah, if they're looking to monetize that stuff, they're not doing it yet. There are like three different versions of this of Unleash that you can get. There is like the nor- base version, the middle tier, and an upper version. And it's you know because there the are versions like eighty bucks or something. I mean, isn't yeah, it? Like, even the base version is fifty. Like it's not cheap for what's in there, from what I've seen. So it's an arcade racer. It's kind of a um, um, you know, behind the car, the, the toy, the Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On in in the um, 
you, in the setting of like this is a track that toy track that has been laid down in an actual environment. So like, yeah, you know, like basement or garage. Yeah, track, or yeah, tracks are all called like basement and stuff like that because they're just in rooms of a house. Which yeah, is always fun. And it's an arcade drifting racer. So it's a you know yes. it's a in the style of Sonic, uh, you know, racing games or Mario Karts or. Uh, I don't know if it was a, it's not fair to call it a cart racer, but it's that arcadey style of yes. tap the brake to start a drift. And then, yeah, it, it kind of drives like a cart racer, but there are no items. Yeah, no, no weapons. You get boosts. You have, like every car has its own boost, like rating. And there's like actually like two different boost systems. Yeah. One, some that are just like, here is a, a set amount of time and some where it's like you can just hold down the button as long as you so want you to, to burn a meter. Yeah. And yeah. You, you get that from drifting. You can recharge it. And there are also boost pads on the track. Uh, and they're fun as well. Yeah. Like it, driving feels good. It's basic. Like it's, you know, it's nothing you haven't seen before. It's just that they don't really make this game so much <laughs> these days. So it's just kind of nice to have one. Yeah, that's the thing for me. Like, I, the reason this crossed my radar is because, like, IGN gave it a 9, and I was like, that doesn't seem right, so I, I wanted <laughs> to see it for myself. But, like, I kind of get it, because there is a real dearth of, like, good, solid arcade racers out there at a certain level, you know? Like, there's a new cruising game that came out, <laughs> I think, this year as well, and I saw people some, talking some good shit about that, too, which I haven't, I haven't tried it. But, I, you know, it speaks to the world that we're sitting here talking about a new Hot Wheels game and, God forbid, a new cruising game like that is some sort of, like, great renaissance of arcade racers. It's like, no, we just don't have anything that isn't Forza Horizon. <laughs> yeah, like, this is this is totally the net effect of Forza Horizon being at the far end of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. of, like, fun versus technical racing games because even Forza Horizon is just a little more technical than I want to deal with. It is. Like, it's a little too close to Forza versus yes. just the, the arcade bullshit. Yes, totally. Um, uh, there's also... Um, um, a livery editor, uh, so you can go in there and uh, a surprisingly deep one. <laughs> yeah, too. it kind of reminded me of early Forza stuff, where you could put decals yeah. on, and you you can't necessarily change the geometry of the car. You you kind of pick your your stock matchbox car, but then they you can change like the chassis color, the paint job on it, the decals yeah. that are on it, and you have a decal uh, uh, editor where you can kind of place decals around the car and change the tints on the glass and all that stuff, and then save it and and rename it. Um, and then a track editor and they also just have your basement. Like they have like a yes. thing you go into your basement and you have like your kitchen area, your like hobby zone, and you can kind of uh check all that stuff. I like get new couch pillows and it's definitely a real like wish fulfillment aspect to oh, decorating yeah. that basement of just like nobody who isn't making ten million dollars a year is gonna live in a basement like or have a basement like this. It's a super nice basement, but it's like a very uh, large, unless it's the nice, only room you're living in. It's an extremely nice finished basement with a lot of expensive stuff. In yeah, it. it's got yeah. that it's got the vibe of like the New York City apartment that's too nice or it's yes, just like it, it oh, is very okay. much like the friend's apartment of just like, <laughs> wow, this is a twenty thousand dollar a month apartment, isn't it? Yes. Uh and so th- it's got that super nice basement, which is fine. It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like PS home stuff. Like the wish for filming. Sure, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. this is a PS home room where it's just like nobody can there's no stuff around. Where if you're I have a house full of Hot Wheels stuff, it there's nowhere to put it. Like it's in bins and the tracks falling out because it doesn't doesn't pack anywhere. Uh it's one of those things of like, are we getting rid of this stuff yet? And then my kids throw fit and they're like, You guys don't play with this stuff. And it takes up half a room because it's but just they might. But they might, and it's just, oh my gosh, Hot Wheels stuff. But my kids are going to go banana tour because they're going to see the cars that they have, and then they're suddenly going to want the real cars, and it's going to do exactly what they want them to do, is spend real money. Working as intended. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I suspect, I suspect there'll be a chance for them to, I don't know, for sure. I guess I shouldn't, this is why I say suspect. 
put real money into that game to get cars. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. We'll see. It's, Careful. It seems like a vehicle, a vehicle to uh, mm. to do that. Did uh, you, you guys mess with the story mode at all? It's weird. It's yeah, like yeah, like it's it's set on a, a map that is like a city. Yeah. It's like a Super Mario Brothers three overworld map where you're going from like stage to stage. Yes, and it's like there's three, there's five giant monsters rampaging through the city. You have to race to get to them and defeat them. I uh, uh, it's it's kind of a strange setup. Turns out I'm not that great at that game. So yeah, like <laughs> I, the AI is surprisingly <laughs> adept, okay. and not necessarily like in a super cheap way, but like if it's you play that good. game on medium, which is yes, where I'm playing which it, is like where it, I am they, too. they yeah. don't fuck okay. around. Okay, I feel better now because it defaults to easy. Yeah. Uh which I didn't realize at first because my first couple races, I was just like, well, halfway through the first lap, I am, I can't even see the rest of the pack behind me. I'm just racing. I'm basically just time trialing these maps by myself. Yeah. And then I noticed that and I was like, oh, I'll bump it up to medium. That's the way it's meant to be played. Right. And then like struggled to come in fourth immediately yeah. after that. I was like, oh my God, like this, this AI is not messing around. Like I'm hitting the podium on most races, but I've only like gotten first place on one so far. Yeah. yeah. And a lot in those, in the story mode, a lot of those, uh, activities require you to get first place to move on yeah so but there seems like there's some secrets and stuff like yeah because you can you can scroll around the whole map and there's like i noticed there are some weird one-off ones it's like oh a ghost is haunting this track what are you gonna i mean granted like a ghost in a racing setting is probably pretty obvious but there's um um, there's a fair amount of going off track which they don't you know they don't auto reset you a lot and so you gotta hold down the button to to reset to the track if you want so you you can kind of drive off track and there it seems like there's shortcuts and and ability to um if you can find ways to circumvent the track but there's Uh, also times when that happens and it's like you just straight up cannot get back on that track otherwise oh yeah and like i said my margins for for placing are so low where like if i have to reset i feel like i've lost the race already like yeah at least right now maybe i gotta maybe i gotta get some better blind boxes get some better cars i got a twin what's it called twin zone or twin something twin it's a car my kids have and i was like i recognize this car i got I got I got the roller toaster. That's a pretty which is, good. Which is a big van that is also a toaster with two slices of bread coming out of it. Is it does it have good handling? I did not try it. Um that's uh that's the Hot Wheels Unleashed. That's on yeah. uh the PlayStation family, the Xbox family. I don't mm-hmm. know how it's running on Switch and also on PC. Yeah, uh, it it's cool. I don't I'm not quite sure if it's fifty dollars cool, but Yeah, I'm I'm cool. not I'm not hundred percent of the way there with it, but like I totally get what people like why people were like surprised by this thing because I was surprised by it. I'm surprised by how yeah. well it is made. Totally, it's very it's very well made. I kind of want to try the multiplayer because the racing yeah. feels quite good. Like the 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 drifting is it's drifting is full on like easy to do, hard to master kind of yeah, thing. Very much there's so. Like, like there's some finesse to getting the drifting down, so I could see the multiplayer being kind of fun. It does have split screen. I did not try it yet, so I don't know how the performance holds up in in the split screen. I think it might just be two people though. Uh, I didn't have a chance to play with my kids. It's not screen time during the week. Let's move on to uh, one that I was curious about. Brad, you spent a little time with, I want to say, Act Tracer. Act Act Tracer. Act Act Tracer. Act Tracer. Uh, Renaissance. What is this? Um, they remade Act Tracer, and like actually it. remade it. Yes, and announced it and released it during the Nintendo Direct last week, which we will talk about shortly. Uh, so this is a is- remake of one. Yeah, which is weird because Sega and Ace Team tried this without the license a year or two ago, two years ago. 
uh, Soul Seraph was that game yes. that they made. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which was exactly ActRaiser with a couple of modern conventions bolted on. Nice. Which is kind of also this. Okay. Because that game mixed some modern tower defense into the classic ActRaiser formula, and so does this remake, even though it's like a totally different publisher and developer, which is mm. kind of strange. But this is actually Square Enix putting it out because they own the ActRaiser name because Enix published that game back in the day. Right. But... I mean, do I need to talk about ActRaiser? Do people know what it is? I set up I think, the basics of like I the, think a little bit of, of precursor yeah, here. It's a because weird like enough even, game. Even as someone who has been told about ActRaiser many times in his life, I still sometimes feel like I don't fully get what ActRaiser oh, so is. Good. It's so good. It's just, it is just a Super Nintendo launch era side-scrolling hack and slash with some god game mixed in. Right. Like you, you do one and then the other and then rinse and repeat, basically. You, it's like six, it's six regions. You go there, you're god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the form of either an angel when you're doing the God game stuff or just like this statuesque warrior brought to life when you're doing hack and slash. But like you basically go to a new zone, go down and do hack and slash to pacify it and unlock the strategic part, do a bunch of that stuff. And then once you kind of build up your civilization in that area well enough, then you can go fight the boss of that area, which is generally extremely hard. Right. I, I remember uh, my memory of act is I've never, I never spent a lot of time with it is, um, the things that Super Nintendo appeal to me about big sprites and mode mm-hmm. seven, uh, mm-hmm. and so and, it, and like an incredible orchestral, like fake orchestral <laughs> synth music. So, th- is it a good game? Yes, it fucking rules. It is it's okay. Amazing. I never like, really spent a lot of time with it. Well, I mean, you're talking about the original, the original one. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. it is. No, it is a classic. It okay. is absolutely a classic of the Super Nintendo canon. Okay. Like, is this new one a classic? Uh, it's okay. All right. It's thirty bucks. So set your expectations, I guess. Um, Yuzo Koshiro did the music of the original, and he also came back and arranged new versions of the music for this, which is like instantly the number one reason to play it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I find that in the action stages, there is a ton of wanky guitar solos (laughs) in a very fun, cheesy way. Okay. And then so far in the God Game sections, it's a lot of like very Baroque sounding chamber music in a less fun, cheesy way. (laughs) All right. Okay. Like, I actually, because you can toggle back to the Super Nintendo music, which I did in the God game part, because it was just a little too much harpsichord for me. <laughs> okay. Um, it's pretty much that game, though. Like, they have added, like Soul Seraph, they've added some tower defense stuff to it. Um, like, the original game is, like, almost a weird medieval Sim City, mm. where you are, you're God, and you have miracles like lightning and rain and earthquakes, and you use those to, like, clear the land and fight monsters and help the people. Like, it's like, oh, our house is on fire, and you have to use rain, make a rain miracle to put it out, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that, but they've added some tower defense. They also, they've made it more of an RPG. Like you level up your God figure. God levels up. Yeah. That's uh, hmm. also, you get some passive characters that show up and teach your people new tech and you can level them up separately. And they're okay. kind of passive defenders of your town. Like they've added a little more stuff there, which seems fine. Um, the action parts play okay, but not amazingly. But I would I wouldn't say any of the art in the game is especially great. Hmm. Like the the side scrolling parts are attempting this like modern high detail but still sort of pixelated look, which doesn't quite mesh, hmm. and it also doesn't play super great. And then the the god game parts kind of look like a mobile game, <laughs> which okay. I I hate to say that, but I don't know another way to to describe no, it. No, I I know what you're getting at here. You, you get you get what I'm saying. Like the best yeah. art in the game is just the up close portraits of your villagers, which are just sort of generic anime. If that tells you anything, mm-hmm. like it's okay. 
It's okay. It isn't necessarily what you would want from a grand return from ActRaiser. It's just hard. It's, it's just hard to go home again, right? Uh, right. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that any remake of one of your favorite games from childhood could live up, right? Probably like, not. I was I was enjoying fiddling around with it and seeing some of the stuff they've done to it, but halfway through the first area, I was just thinking, like, maybe I should just turn on my Mister and start playing <laughs> Act Racer again. Like so, I've heard yeah. people say very good things about Act Racer, so it was in original, Nintendo Power quite a bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was huge. Like it was maybe the biggest non Nintendo made Super Nintendo launch game. Uh, I just never that, that final one I uh, I got into. I think I rented That's it once great. and then um, found it very hard on the action part, and then never rented it. It is again. extremely hard. Is it? Is the new one hard? Is it, does it feel like they tuned the difficulty a bit? Um, as deep as I got into it, it was t- totally manageable. But okay. that first area is not super hard. Okay, it's late, later in the game, and then to beat the fucking game, <laughs> to beat the game, you have to do a boss rush of every boss in the game, and then fight the final boss all in one go. Nice. Oh, you hate that. You it hate to see that. Rough. Uh, and it's like, you know, it's full on like classic Castlevania era controls, right? Of like, you get knocked back when you take damage and sure. the jumps are not especially suited to dodging a lot of the things you need to dodge. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Still have a weird crouch, like where you just kind of like get, tr- mm. like, uh, I remember the like big sword and then you could crouch and swing, right? And it just kind of like yeah. got shorter. Yeah. They've added a couple things there. There's like a back dash and like a forward okay. thrust and like an upswing kind of rising thrust and some, right. some moves like that. So. It's a little bits here and there. Switch, PS4, PC, and mobile, like, uh, yeah. if you're uh, so inclined. $30 to get your Actraiser Renaissance. And then uh, last but not least here, uh, Alex, any updated impressions from Lost Judgment? Yeah, no, I'm still uh, working my way through that one. Uh, I haven't gotten too much further into the main mystery just because I kind of spent the last week diving into a bunch of the sub-stories that started cropping up. Um, You know, there's the usual activities, like they have the drone racing from the original Judgment is back, uh, the weird VR uh, gameplay at the you do where you're sort of playing a weird VR game, and that is, like, back and slightly different. But there's also the sub-stories, and, you know, Brad, you had asked how wacky does Judgment get compared to the Yakuza one. I'll just give you a couple of examples here. So, you you spend a lot of this guy, game hi, hanging out at a high school, and among the various things that you can do at the high school, uh, you just start helping out the dance team by playing essentially a DDR rhythm game uh, and showing them your your cool dance moves, which are mostly just you doing kung fu shit with a little bit of dancing. Also kind of throws back to the uh, the actor's history as, you know, being part of an idol group. But uh, no singing, though, just dancing. Oh, okay, good, good. It's, um, not, it's, not, it's not in his contract. No, 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 no. There's a paranormal club at the high school whose lead guy uh, is convinced that UFOs are flying around the, uh, the, the city of Yokohama. And they might be tied to the fact that his father disappeared, even though it seems like actually his dad probably just, like, ran away with his mistress. And he's looking for a reason to not have that be reality mm. uh there's a teacher who everyone calls uh ebisu the god the like the 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 happy-go-lucky god of luck i think in in japanese religion uh he it does look a lot like that god um he is apparently an ex-pro wrestler that uh had, had some sort of incident go down in his previous school where he is now trying to stifle his temper but there are a bunch of shithead kids that keep fucking with him, and every time it seems like he's about to go off, he starts burning like fucking Heihachi. Okay. Um, 
trying to think like what else like it's just it's a lot of stuff like that most of the the stuff i've been doing is in and around the high school that seems like the central area for everything stuff all sounds very teen movie (laughs) yeah there's definitely an after school special quality to some of it and especially in the way where it kind of like wildly oscillates between deathly seriousness and also just wacky antics um like, the reason you're hanging out with the dance team is because the girl who runs the mystery club, which is how you sort of get your in to the high school to investigate, is convinced that one of the girls on the dance team is, like, living as a sugar baby on the side, and she and apparently may have run afoul of some local violent gang as part of that, so she's trying to uncover who this is and, you know, save them from getting, you know, killed by this gang or whatever the fuck is going on. But so far, none of that has really happened. All I've been doing is dancing for these teen girls who clap happily. Okay. So I, I don't I don't know where any of this <laughs> is going. Uh, are you enjoying it? I am. Okay. I, I th- The story feels a little more uneven out of the gate than uh, the previous Judgment game, but there's still a lot of it to go. Like, I'm, I'm probably like... 10 hours into that game at this point and i feel like there is at least 30 more in front of me so so a lot more mystery just a lot more dancing yeah a lot lot more more mystery all right uh we're gonna take a break that was uh death stranding director's cut you know what that is you know Mm -hmm. you know what's going on oh the death stranding do i do any of us no actually you're right nobody knows what that is not even kojima that was uh Kana Bridges Spirits. Uh that's I like that game. I think it's a lot of fun. That's uh forty bucks out now. Uh I think we said before PS5, PS4, PC. Hot Wheels Unleashed, fifty dollars. Actraiser, uh Renaissance, thirty dollars, and then a little bit of lost judgment there at the end. And we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about Nintendo. Nintendo, and uh, I would like to preface that by saying a lot of the stuff that we're about to talk about ends with me going, Nintendo! Um, Nintendo. Nintendo. What a weird company. That's what we're here for. Hey, if we can't wag our fingers at Nintendo. It's a lot of me going, oh, 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 oh. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the news. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. 
by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What what are you doing on that vacation there? I I had to access my GitHub account, Uh and I was doing some coding, and then I I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's fast enough. That's what they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn all right we are back and it's time for news pretty decent news roundup this week brad you think what's going on i think think so there's some stuff there's stuff we got some stuff to talk about here with nintendo out of the gate nintendo had a direct brad What's going on with N- Nintendo? Nintendo Nintendo had a direct last week, mere hours after the posting of this podcast, mm-hmm. which, first of all, to me, is very insensitive to oh. our content needs. Oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hope Nintendo keeps that in mind going forward. I will send a note to my uncle that works at Nintendo. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Very grumpy <laughs> about the timing of this. Talk about the Mario movie. Uh, first, Bob I, Hoskins know, is Actually, a treasure, and... Uh, um, John Leguizamo, you know, might be the role okay. of life. Nixon is there for some reason. Yeah, okay, fine. Is there is there anything else to say about this Mario cast? What do you got? Uh, I mean... Should, on, I, should I run it down? Run, run it Please down do. for, for, for folks there, that don't know. This was... Is um, there, is, is, does such a person still exist, though? <laughs> I, listen, yeah, no. Let's just assume for the moment okay. that someone out there doesn't know. They don't know that Illumination, the makers of the Minions films, uh, are doing this animated film based on Super Mario Brothers. I, Tell us about who's in it. I had forgotten that they had announced this movie like a while ago, right? They did, yeah. It was like it's at least been, a year ago. It's been in the works or it's been known about publicly for a while, and I had just totally forgot it exists. Uh, and then they <laughs> decided to close out this direct by announcing the cast for this movie, uh-huh. which starts with Chris Pratt as Mario. The most obvious logical choice. Like, uh, it is clearly. Uh, yes. And yes. <laughs> like, I, I, you're, you're right in both ways. In both the sarcastic and the legitimate. Like, of course, that's like, where Hollywood would go. Like, Why wouldn't of they? Co- like, of course, that is probably the actual best business move they could make. But also, uh-huh. fuck, man. I, there's probably another business move they could make 
this one just reads who? as like uh, I don't know who. I mean, who is more of a milk toast, mainstream, acceptable, popular animation, animated movie lead voice actor than Chris Pratt? I ask of, you. Maybe some kind of like Disney star, like Disney Channel star. I guess. I guess with main box office appeal, like that Marvel, that Marvel cred. That if you want that uh, Marvel MCU heat, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's absolutely true. There is no one more boring that has been in a Marvel movie than Chris Pratt. And I think Nintendo wants safe and boring. Like even something yes. like a Ryan Reynolds is like there's actually there's only <laughs> one sharp edge on Ryan Reynolds, gonna, and that's still s- too much. Yes, even yes, exactly. Even Ryan Reynolds is slightly too much edge for Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I, uh, not saying much. I just, I just, I don't. There's, <laughs> there's nothing about that casting that feels inspired. It. It's not even that like it's only confusing in the sense that he you can't imagine him doing the Mario voice right out of the gate. But in every other way, it's just literally like the most (laughs) just threw a dartboard at one (laughs) giant white guy face. And it happened to be Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. It is just like the cat stepped on it and was like, that's who we're getting. uh, uh, These people are all going to make a ton of money. By the way, if they have oh, any clearly. kind of points on this thing and it is just, oh, let's go down the rest of the cast. Because yes, some of it seems so. like it could be interesting. Some of it is just, yeah. I'm no Hollywood uh, 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 aficionado here, so I really don't know. A handful of others of these, along with Chris Pratt, just read like a cynical parody of what the Mario cast would be. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yet they, <laughs> yet it is reality. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ones I was just referring to. Jack Black as Bowser. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda I, I, himself. I could at least see that one working. No, I mean, like, Jack yes. Black has range. Like, he is a good actor. Like, I'm not saying he can't pull it off. It's, yeah. it's just another one of those, like, this feels just like the most cynically obvious choices that yeah. <laughs> a large corporation could what, make. What, is, what does stunt casting mean? I, I don't want to use that in, incorrectly. Is that when you, you get out, outlandish people for a role, or is that uh, when you get the big box office person? I think, I think it's like just like attention getting. Okay. Yes. I think it's just like, it's like for whatever reason, this is something that's going to draw eyes to this movie because it's ridiculous that we cast this person, or they are like larger than life or there's scandal okay. around them or something. Okay. Okay. This just seems like boring casting. I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is done. All right. Keep going down. I, I'll just jump to the other one. This, this, the Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, I think is when, when that one popped up is when it all came together. <laughs> just like you were serious. You are not telling a joke here. Uh-huh. This is really what you're doing. Finally, the stoner Donkey Kong. We have all been clamoring for. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Seth Rogen is really like cleaned up lately. Like he, which is funny he's because going, he's, I think he's gotten even further into the weed business while cleaning sure, up simultaneously. Right, right. but he's kind of he's kind of like he's cut his hair short and like he's really trying to class himself up lately. I could also see that one like work in a casting environment of like, okay, I could see Seth Rogen doing a version of Donkey Kong that plays. Maybe, yeah, I don't think Donkey Kong is quite as goofball as Seth Rogen usually goes for, but I could hear well, so that voice, thing. you know. But the, here's the thing is that I, the thing that we are going to have to do is, to realign our brains with this is that we cannot think of this in the context of the Mario universe as we know it, because mm. they can't write that. That thing that is the all the video games cannot be this movie because you don't hire these actors for that story and those characters. You are writing a mainstream Hollywood animated comedy yeah, that yes. also has Mario like splattered all over it. Like you're like you're making a DreamWorks movie, right? Yes. I guess I guess um 
They're putting they're putting Fred Armisen in it as Cranky Kong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. I which, sure. I said it on the Friday stream, but that was the one that really I had a hard time wrapping my head around because Toad is so like it's hard it's hard to imagine a human being playing Toad because Toad mm-hmm. is such a like weird figure like toad is a mushroom yeah i mean keegan michael key not my favorite of the two i'm more of a jordan peele guy but i will say keegan michael key's primary thing is that he is really good at high-pitched uh intense reactions to things okay like he's he's very yelly and very up there in the register okay if if they're going for the mario kart version of toad (laughs) i can see that working yeah that makes that makes some sense i I also said this when we talked about it but i think that starts off with the high-pitched screechy toad and then there's a cough and then it's a normal it's a normal guy voice yeah sorry sorry something was in my throat Uh, i mean you want to hear a sample of the voices yeah look no look no further than chris pratt's instagram that that where he, he tried very hard to establish his Mario cred. It's a me, a Mario. That's not the voice. You'll have to wait to hear the voice, but we've been working hard at it, and, and I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to be the voice of that video game that I dreamed about playing as a kid. Dreams come true. Is he fucking with us? Like, is that is he doing that as a troll because he knows people are responding badly to this thing, or is he being genuine? It, what, it, that video definitely came off to me as, like, Maybe defensive is a slightly harsh word. But that was but like reac- day and date, reactionary. Right? Reactive. It was, the, it was either sure. the same day or the day after. Yeah. Like it, it very much came off as he has seen the response to this and he's like, that's what I mean. He's like trying to establish his bona fides. He, he uh by he, saying it's a me Mario mm-hmm. in the most bland way possible. But then but then going like that's not the, that's not really He's like, Oh, that's not the voice, you gotta wait. Way. Uh, and then uh, going through Dude, a, like, a bit it's of a voice, t- <laughs> and then going through it's a bit a of a- me, Mario. <laughs> I mean, I just assume he is just going to do his Lego Movie character in this or something very close to it, but I don't know. A very slightly Brooklyn infused version of it, right? Like I, Chris Pratt is not an actor I think of with, uh, as having a lot of range. I no. like the Lego Movie. Uh, that's a, Lego Movie's great. I like that. It's, it's fantastic. Um, when I think of Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I think what I really want is is probably more John C. Riley as Wreck It Ralph as Donkey Kong. Like I think I like I'm okay with that kind of timbre to the voice, you know, like what I'm saying? Like I, I could I could hear that. I wonder if and I feel like Seth Rogen can probably get I'm, in that that wheelhouse. I almost wonder if you don't go to John C. Riley specifically because of the Wreck It Ralph connection, because that's really the only other big movie thing where Nintendo characters have appeared. Mm. I guess they maybe showed up in Pixels too, but I tried to put Pixels out of my brain as much as possible <laughs> so I don't really remember, but like people liked Wreck-It Ralph and it had yeah. Nintendo characters in it, so. Um, I, uh, I, I, the rest of that Chris Pratt video where he talks about I, I haven't seen react the, 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 the internet react to Chris Pratt's video. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, do people have, has there been a black hole opening up about uh, whether what arcade version of Super Mario Brothers Chris Pratt is talking about pining after uh, playing? He says he he there was a um uh, an arcade machine in, uh, somewhere that he was like stealing quarters out of in a laundromat that he would go when he was a kid he'd go get quarters out of the uh, fountain the wish you know wishing well uh, to go play the arcade version of Super Mario Brothers and I don't know if the the internet opened up into what is he playing versus Super Mario is he playing a play 10 machine does he not yeah, know what he's talking I, about 
I mean, I haven't seen any debate about it, but like the the Play Choice Ten is the only like arcade version of Super Mario Brothers that I'm aware of. Maybe they made a standalone one. I think. Was well, he talking about actual Mario Brothers, like he, OG he, Mario Brothers? He explicitly says Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Like, well, yes, here's the, the thing: there's definitely an arcade machine of regular Mario Brothers. He's 42, so I think he actually is in that age range where he absolutely could have come upon one of those Play Ten things in a laundromat. Oh, so. for sure. I guess I guess I could see a Play Choice Ten being in a laundromat. Like they're, they're, I never saw one in person as a kid. Like they were a little too exotic for me to find. I, I definitely saw but, one in an arcade once. I think that versus that's a real arcade machine. The one that they put out, I never saw it in the wild, but I think that's a, uh, out there, uh, also for him to stumble across. It's just, it's just weird that that wouldn't necessarily be the ref, the touchstone for super Mario brothers no. that I would put in my video. You just say that you were, you remember spending hours in a basement playing super Mario brothers. Literally say you away. own a Nintendo. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's the easiest thing. To, it's like, it's an underhand toss, especially, especially just, where you end up with that story by talking about stealing quarters out of the wishing well outside to play it. You can mm. tell there's a bit of a, there's, I, I don't know if it's, I assume everything is manicured and not, and, and is not impromptu for anything that an actor says these days, but you know, I'd be, I actually would be proven wrong because they, wind up in hot water quite a bit but yes. um uh there's like that realization that happens during that that is like are you actually regretting having said that at this point or are you just is that part of your narrative that you're telling anyway just say you had a nintendo and you spent that that is your childhood that's what all you have to say i bet bob hoskins said that i bet bob hoskins said i had a nintendo bob hoskins was too drunk to answer anyone <laughs> around that movie so I uh, I was telling my wife this I was uh, uh, the other day and I was like you won't believe they're, they're and she's like first she's like they're making a Mario movie and I was like yeah and I was like and it's like try and guess even come close to guess who you voiced and, you know and she tried she's like Stanley Tucci <laughs> I was like okay. no okay but I could see it uh, um and, and she's like wait what uh and then uh she did not realize that there had been or she had forgotten there was another Mario movie and I was like. I was like, do you remember the one with Bob Hoskins? She's like, Bob Hoskins? And I was like, you don't remember John Leguizamo as as Luigi? She's like, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Samantha uh, Mathis is my Princess Peach. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, so wh- when you're, but that's a live action movie. So Dennis Hopper can get away with being Bowser in that, in a way that I feel like, you know what? In a live action movie, Jack Black could be Bowser and probably pull it off. I don't know. We'll see what happens. This, we're in an age now where there's emoji movies and, uh, you know, uh, ugly doll movies and every animated movies. Oh, the uh, darkest timeline is what you're saying. Yeah, but marketing movies uh, happening all over the place. So I don't know. Maybe they'll pull it off. Like I said, they're all going to make money. It's, I hope they all got good points on this. I'll, I'll say what I said during the Friday stream, which is that I am a 40-year-old man, almost. I am not going to get mad about who's in a fucking kids movie. It does not matter. It's not important in any way, shape, or form. The, Nintendo can do whatever the hell they want. This movie will make a gajillion dollars no matter who the hell they shove into it. I just think that if you're gonna include Charles Martinet in any way, shape, or form, you yeah. either give him Mario or you just say you're not in this movie because yeah, giving like him the, a cameo role is borderline yes. more insulting. Yes, we've, we've really buried the lead here, which is that the cast list ends with Charles Martinet as, quote, surprise cameos. Like, if he's, like, the Stan Lee of this movie and he just keeps showing up as different random other characters, like, okay, fine, but... I just I think that sucks for his legacy like that. That dude has worked dutifully for you for 25 years now. Give him a real role. I don't think yeah. you could do this movie with the the Charles uh, Mario voice. I don't I, think that, it that, could be the whole like, that, you know, th- th- that voice is not made to deliver actual dialogue. Yeah, there's <laughs> a reason three, he, three words long. 
I mean, you could if you told me uh, 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 he was doing Luigi, I could buy it because I feel like there's there's a lot more um, <laughs> sufferability, let's say, in the Luigi mm-hmm. voice and the Mario one. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm not this- saying they should have done this with Charles Martinet. I'm saying that just giving him the little like. Okay, you get a little cameo thing like that. To me, reads as insulting. <laughs> he should get a production producer's credit. Yeah, give, give, I uh, hope he gets points on this fucking. Yeah, thing. I really do too. Like, uh, we'll we'll see. Is this what is this? I don't know. Do you do you tell the story of the Mario Brothers or is it just a thing set in the universe where um, uh, a, a there romp is, is no story? That's the whole reason the live action movie is like that. It's because there just isn't a story to latch onto. There is a thread that you can sort of hang on to that will get you to a movie if you spend enough time on it, but that is it. There's a Mushroom Kingdom. There's a Bowser. There's a ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom. There's a reason to kidnap Princess Peach, whatever it may be. There are two down-on-their-luck plumbers who are just looking for a next big break, and there's... I'm still like, there's a, there's a rich canon of Mario to draw from here. You st- the mo- movie opens, Mario is missing. Uh-huh. By the by, the end of the movie, Mario teaches everyone typing. That's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> I here's how this goes. I bet there's going to be some event. Princess Peach is going to be holding some big event in the Mushroom Kingdom. I think Mario and Luigi are going to start as Mushroom Kingdom residents. They're not even going to be from Brooklyn. We're just going to get rid of that. And they're going to be like, they've been, there's a plumbing emergency and they're like down on their luck plumbers that are going to be at the castle when uh, something happens. And they're like, we need this gig, Uh, Luigi, we need this gig. And they're going to be doing it and they're going to be down on their luck plumbers. And then something's going to happen with Bowser where the princess gets into hot water and et cetera, et cetera. The Mario brothers get rolled up into this adventure. I bet that's something I bet we don't do Brooklyn. I bet we don't do falling down the pipe. I bet we don't do, uh, um, uh, uh, Mario and Luigi are from a different dimension or universe. None mm-hmm. of that. That's my, that's my guess. I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah. I'd say that's probably the right call. And I, and I bet we do a setup for, um, this is how the, the plumbers meet, uh, become, uh, you know, the protectors of the realm. I feel like we, we set that up in this. Movie. All right. So who's Doing the teaser story? Who's the teaser character, uh, during the credits? Yoshi. Is it, is it Yoshi? Is it Wario or a third unknown? Okay. It is, it is, it is, uh, it is cut to black. They have defeated Bowser. And then there is a, uh, you hear Bowser jr. Laugh. And then uh, it's a it's a Bowser Jr. That's a great movie. way to make sure no one comes to your sequel. <laughs> I think I think I think Yoshi is the the most Nintendo like move there mm-hmm. yeah. because because Nintendo does not understand the power of Wario. It's true. They never <laughs> Nintendo, have. Nintendo does not know the 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 power of their own creation. I if they were right. if they were smart and people were still <clears> going to theaters, the, I guess they will. And th- this is coming out next year, and hopefully people are going to theaters in December 2022. But it would it would do a ends and you hear you see a, the, the silhouette of Wario stand up in front of the the movie theater and you go you hear him just do like a that was crap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a crap movie or I, you know like that and then walks out I oh, can do man. I could do better is what he says and then walks out if they did like a Statler and Waldorf thing with Wa- Wario and Waluigi at the end that I you know I would almost I would almost pop for that okay that's too good that's too, they're not self aware right. enough good for, for that. this movie. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Everybody's favorite. Mm. 
That's what the internet says. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, yeah everyone yes. loves him, clearly. Yep. Uh, well, that's not the only it. thing Nintendo had out no, there. No, thankfully. Uh, flag, flagged a handful of other things from that Direct to talk about real quick here. They announced a new Kirby, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which mm -hmm. is a 3D, like a Mario-esque, a Mario 64, a Mario Odyssey, if you like, 3D-style platformer, which, is that the first Kirby like that? I don't think it's the first one, but it's the first one in a long time. I I feel like there may have been a GameCube Kirby or Wii okay, one or yeah. somewhere in that range. I, th I think you're right. I think you're right. But it's it's pretty few and far between, right? Like yeah. Kirby is a pretty side scrolling like the, like all those recent Yoshi games, right? Like pretty yeah. side scrolling heavy franchise. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been a long yeah. time since I've sat down and played a Kirby game. Like the last one I really spent any time with was the fucking Epic Yarn one. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because it's like a bombed out post-apocalyptic city that is set in like this deserted destroyed city that you were eating things in. It looks, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm, it looks okay. There's no creature more better suited to surviving that environment than Kirby because you literally True. can't kill him. That's right. And he eats everything. Mm -hmm. he, he can eat anything. He's the only one that survives uh, in Smash Brothers. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. That's that actually is true. Like. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah. And anyway, that trailer's out there. You can watch it. It's coming out in the spring. Looks kind of interesting. It's the first it, time I would say that I've looked at a Kirby game and went, that actually looks like something I would play. So yeah, it's different. Hey, are we before we um before we keep moving down here, are we we're done with the DS? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Extremely. Because I was thinking Firmly. that I was DS thinking or 3D, that 3DS. 3DS. Well, 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Yes, we are done with that too. Because I was thinking like, oh, this would have been like Kirby would have been on the 3DS at, mm -hmm. at some point. That's probably where it would have come. But we uh, he's been on there, the 3DS right? many times. Yeah. So we are we are just we're, they're we're moving on switch or bust right yes, oh, yes. okay yes, no. All right. society has Absolutely. moved past the need for the 3ds <laughs> okay uh what else you got uh they put out a new trailer of for bayonetta 3 which is notable because it contained the word 2022 at the end yeah yeah because boy it sure has been a while that was their closer that was their like Since, uh, stay tuned for one more thing right Proof Since, of life. I mean, you know, like people are, yeah, exactly. Like people are desperate to know what the hell is going on with Bayonetta 3 because it's been forever mm. since they announced they were making it. And they swear it'll be next year. But also the actress who plays Bayonetta in the English games has been out there tweeting that she may not be involved with it and she doesn't sound very happy about it. Well, yeah, so like it's two things. One, it's definitely not her voice in that trailer. Um, not that I'm like a Bayonetta expert, but I've played both those games and I know what Bayonetta sounds like. And that is a different lady. But also, so I saw some people saying she looks younger in this trailer. So it's possibly mm. like maybe this is a prequel, something along those lines. I mean, it, the trailer does not explicitly say anything to that effect. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. A couple couple weeks ago, a couple weeks before this direct, she just kind of randomly tweeted the greatest gift of doing Bayon Bayonetta uh, is uh, my lovely fans. Mm -hmm. And then... Like the first response here is, "You're an icon, Helena. I can't imagine Bayonetta without your amazing voice." To which she responds, "Well, you might have to." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then somebody else is like, "Please, please, it's been a rough enough ride already. Waiting for three. Don't say it's true." And she just says, "I'm not saying anything. I don't know what's going on there, but it doesn't I don't sound either. bad." I mean, it that sounds... game has had a long, seemingly troubled production, though we don't really know what's been going on there, and. Yeah. Who knows? Like maybe they just hit something where like they just could not afford her. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they couldn't get Chris Pratt to do Mario unless he was doing Bayonetta as well. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> it's, it's the price you pay, uh, Hollywood. Where are y'all at with Bayonetta? Like I, I respect those games. Like I, character action is not my favorite 
genre these days, but I certainly like admire the audacity of them. Oh yeah, I liked one a lot. I love two, um, but you know, I'm definitely not. I wasn't like champing at the bit for another one. Like I will definitely play another one if another one comes out, but. I'm not like a rabid fan of them, but like, I just, I don't know. Like just, I, it's, it's, I never really knew what to make of this new one. And even watching that trailer, I still don't really know what to make of it yet. I, I enjoy the Bayonetta games. My, this is, please don't take this as jaded as it sounds. My uh, initial response was, I hope this thing can hold up on a switch. Yeah. <laughs> I also I mean, had that thought. That's just a fact of life these days. Yeah, that's well. It's made exclusively for the Switch. That's a slightly mm, different story than a port. I guess. Yeah, I mean Nintendo I is funding that stuff. I know. Yeah. Have you seen some of the Nintendo games holding up on the Switch? You're not wrong. Fair. Uh, Fair. I mean that those games are fast and furious, and they 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 kind of have outrageous design in them, and big characters, and a lot of outrageous action. So like, I yeah. it's stuff going on. I just hope it can keep up. I mean, Bayonetta yeah. two ran well on the Wii U. You know, like it's it, they they have found ways to make those games work on Nintendo hardware before. I just I yeah, like you said, I I have my reservations just because that thing is getting real long in the tooth. Yeah, yeah. We shall see next year. They say next That's year. What they say. Uh, last little thing I've got here is that they are bringing Sega Genesis and Nintendo sixty four games to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, but you're going to pay more to play them. No oh, Nintendo new tier. Yes, I think that that's been discussed for ages. I think that leaked like last year, if not even earlier, that they were at a business level. They were trying to think of ways to further monetize the online service. Uh, how about if you paid more to play some slightly newer games than the ones that are already on there? Yeah, I like. Well, what's on there now? It's 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 Nintendo and Super. Yes. So NES I, and Super NES. Yes. So I feel like you throw in the Genesis for the Super, and and you have the NES, the Super, and the Genesis. Leave the N sixty four off to the side for now, and put. But that they're in doing the N sixty four. No, I'm saying like put that in the other tier. I don't know. There's right. something about putting an N sixty four and Genesis together as a as the next step up. Like put something else with the N sixty four. Give me. I think it's maybe my console generation brain kicking yeah. in. That it feels feels weird to throw the Genesis stuff. In well, there. it's it's extra interesting because they've obviously done Genesis emulated stuff before on previous platforms, and also there are a million ways to play Genesis games on various kinds of hardware in, you know, in, in relatively correct form. Yeah. The N64 yeah. is a weird one though, because you know, the controller there, I mean, it emulates reasonably well as far as I know, but there hasn't really been like, they've said them themselves. We're not really planning on doing like a tiny N64 because that's a whole other ball of wax. And I guess they're releasing a controller for this thing that will be, an N64 controller to play the N64 games? Yes, yeah, so they were putting out a Genesis controller and a Nintendo 64 controller for Switch for 50 bucks each, just like they did with the uh, NES and Super NES controllers, but you have to be a member of Nintendo Switch Online to buy one. But yeah. That's and not- if those things are made in the quantities that those NES and SNES ones were, they are going to go very quick. But th- like- wait, that's... You gotta, you gotta get to the shoe drop on this. One. Also, I wouldn't buy the fucking Genesis controller anyway because only Japan is getting the six button pad. Everybody else is getting fuck. the three button. Like that's the thing. Like, that's why? Just like what? Wait, you gotta say that. We gotta have a clean. The the, the Japan it only is getting the six button version of that. Con- yes. The better version of that controller. I mean, the gen the well, I guess I guess I should call it the Mega Drive six button controller in this case is like right up there behind the Saturn 
controller for like revered D-pad six button controllers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's got people, six buttons. People like that Genesis six button controller quite a bit. Yes, they do. Too bad for you if you're not in Japan. That's just some. I what Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. What well, are you doing? Here's the other thing I have, and and maybe I'm being short sighted about this, but how many N64 games can they actually do? Because uh, I feel like a lot of the ones people remember most fondly are probably tied up in all kinds of weird rights nonsense. Like, obviously, there's the very specific Mario 64, the Zeldas, you know, fucking, I don't know, a, Doom 64, because obviously they're putting that shit out all over the place it's a, now. It's pretty pretty strong lineup, honestly. Like, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Lilat Wars, which is a Star Fox thing, mm-hmm. Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Operation Windback, and Yoshi's Story. See, that's they're like, adding online. Wasn't F-Zero like, in there? No, there's, a, there's an upcoming list oh, uh, that has, like, Paper Mario, F-Zero X, uh, 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 Kirby 64, Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. Pokemon Snap, Majora's Mask, those will be coming. They're adding online play to Mario Kart 64, which is crazy. I mean, like, that's, that's great. That's, that's legitimately kind of crazy and maybe worth paying the extra the subscription money for tell totally. you the thing i was just trying to say is that, like there's this upper cliff which is pretty much all those games and a couple of uh, other ones that maybe don't belong there uh and then it's you know there's <laughs> licensed you know a big like painted on wall that says all these licensed games you love and then behind that is a pa- piece of paper where you go sheer off a cliff down to where the rest of the n64 library is uh-huh. and it's just like Cool. Am I going to get Space Station Silicon Valley? Like, what else are you going to put on here once you get through all the marquee Nintendo stuff? Turok? No, like, who owns that at this point? I don't know. God, who does own Turok? I actually... I do. I don't know. I'm not a big N64 kid. Are you going to get those Star Wars games on there? Maybe. Highly doubtful. I mean, no. I guess they're like, you know, with Disney doing this stuff the way they're doing, like, I guess it's not impossible anymore. But like, are they really going to go out of their way to be like sign contracts to like put out fucking Shadows of the Empire again? They should just no. remake that game. Give that to somebody to remake. Do You're doing these KOTOR remakes. And do, do, do I say this is someone who it. likes Shadows of the Empire. Shadows like, of the yeah. Empire I have very fond memories of. You could probably do a pretty good Dash Rendar deserves better. Yeah. I, I have not any particular affection for that game, but I bet a remake of that, like a good remake of that game would do very well. Oh, yeah, totally. Like that that game has full on cult classic status. The Outrider, I think was his ship. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. That game was good. That was the, that was the Hoth level, man. That was the Hoth level. Yes, that is the, yes, that is the, the prototypical Hoth level. Um, yeah, the, the six button controller thing is probably the, the biggest it's slap my forehead on this yeah, one. Pretty, it's pretty rotten. Like Nintendo, they can, as always, they continue to make choices. I did not. Uh, I did not get any of the um, other controllers for um, Nintendo's. No. Fifty, $50 no. seems like a lot uh, for kind those of, controllers. Kind of a lot. And it's, it's kind of a lot. The GameCube is the one that has those faux analog triggers, right? That's the like. The, no, they're real analog. Are they, they actual weird, analog? Got that weird little click at the end. Yes. Okay, I thought it was just two stage. So I they think. are actual analog. God, I hope I'm not. Now I'm doubting myself. Would they, that, I mean, all that in service of saying the Switch does not have analog. Uh, no, it definitely does yeah. not. Maybe the, the GameCube ones actually might be digital too. All right, here's what we're going to do. Sure. We're going to bring the whole GameCube library to the mm. PlayStation 5, the only system that can handle the GameCube controller. The only system mm. that can you can play uh, Sunshine on mm-hmm. the way it was meant to be played. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Nintendo... That's our yeah. ni- that's our Nintendo. Oh, oh, <laughs> segment. Mm-hmm. You have uh, 
Oh, a Mario movie. Oh. <laughs> a casting call. Yep. It's like, uh, like every other one of these. It's like a nice piece of pie <laughs> followed by a punch in the stomach. Oh, Bayonetta 3. Oh, maybe problems with the voice casting on that? Oh, this this uh, 64 and Genesis stuff? Oh, the control. Oh, you found a way to make and... this unpleasant. Great. Okay, but you got, hey, Kirby. And there's some other stuff in that Nintendo Direct as well, which yeah. Um, yeah. you can go check out. Uh, it was a pretty good one, I thought, uh, yeah. in terms of announcements. Um, I thought that, it's not on the list, but they showed Dread. I, I don't know. I don't Metroid think they Dread? showed. Yeah, Metroid Dread. I don't think it showed that well in, in, mm. in that Direct. I was... I, I did, I'm not going to say I came out of it less excited about Metroid Dread. I mean, I was definitely pretty excited after watching Brad, you play Metroid, and was like, yeah, I'm ready for a, a side-scrolling Metroid. And then came out of that. They showed a lot of the um, the thing that hunts you in that. What is it called? The Emmy or, or the – I forget exactly what they're calling it. The Basically, the thing that stalks you around the level. Yeah, the big robot thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That, I'm, I'm still excited, but I, I think it didn't show that well for me. They also said it's uh, Samus Iron world's most powerful bounty hunter so mm. we're sticking with that all right more news brad what else we got uh yeah there's a few quick hits here in the business realm uh crystal dynamics makers of marvel's avengers perhaps you've heard of it i have yeah, i've heard uh they have signed on to help the initiative uh that xbox studio that was founded in santa monica a handful of years ago they're going to co-develop the perfect dark reboot with the initiative. I had forgot that was even happening. I had kind of forgotten about all of those things. The initiative. Yes. The dark, whole slate. Everything. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since they showed that thing. I mean, whatever. Pandemic has created all kinds of challenges. Yes. Uh, like the bigger thing to, to me is like, this is Crystal Dynamics publicly signing up to work on <laughs> something else that is not Marvel's Avengers. And also something that is not Which, Square Enix. Yes. Well, they're still independent, right? I don't think. Yeah, but they they've only been doing Square Enix stuff for a while, I feel like. Yeah. Well, have they done much outside of Tomb Raider and Marvel or Avengers? Well, they used to make all that IDOS stuff back in the day. Oh, I'm sorry. They are totally a subsidiary of yeah. Square Enix. So it it is extra interesting that like they this studio that is wholly owned by this other publisher, admittedly working on a project that does not necessarily directly compete with anything Square Enix is making right now, but still it's just yeah, interesting. You know. I mean, revenue is revenue. Yeah. If Microsoft is paying well. Uh, I, I mean, if you look at the uh, if you look at the statements they have there, there are you do see a lot of Tomb Raider, Marvel's Avengers, yes. and Tomb Raider sprinkled in throughout these official statements yeah. uh, by both companies. Yes, poor, poor Tomb Raider. Also, Marvel's Avengers is coming to Game Pass. I don't know if you saw. No. Oh like, my gosh! Really? Yes. I've been waiting for it to come to PS like, Plus or Game Pass, and wait, I wait. Did you not play it? No. Oh well, you're in luck. Oh my gosh, when's it coming? Can, that's that's actually I soon. Would have to. I would have to look. I cannot. Tell I thought my you. kids might like it, but then I was like, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this thing because it it hasn't gone on sale, or at least I hadn't seen it gone on sale. Um. Oh man, that's. Oh, uh, tomorrow. Okay. Actually. All right. Well, they're gonna have a great so, weekend. Now you can now you can play through that campaign and then delete the game. No, I'm gonna let the kids play it. I'm gonna Which see is the if, right way to play that game. I think. See if they like it. Oh, anyway, I, I don't know. I just this kind of notable to me because, like, you know, in a, in a world where Avengers had like completely blown up, yeah, that studio would be like all hands on deck, cranking out new content for that thing, right? And now well, it's a Game Pass game months and months after well, its initial release. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the Black Panther DLC is is out or coming out? I, um, 
I think it's, I'm pretty sure that is out. I think that is out. So yes, that, that just came and out. And that, that's paid DLC? I know. I'm pretty sure that's... Or is that free? They had said all the post-release content would be free for that game. Okay, yeah, I have I not kept track of that thing. Um, so um, I thought maybe unless, the Game Pass could be a vehicle to kind yeah, of shovel unless, in some DLC. Oh, yeah, it, it, that was free. Okay. War, War for Wakanda was totally free. All right. Well, good for me then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, congratulations. I'm, I'm rising up. There we go. My, yeah. my gaming status is rising up. Perfect yes. Dark, also a game that I don't have fond memories of because I, I just, have no particular affinity, but I'm also very curious to see what a Perfect Dark reboot could look like in this day and age. I know, very popular game. I just don't... Uh, it's never my know. thing either. I watched a trailer and didn't really get a lot out of it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Um, Netflix bought uh, the developer of Oxenfree, Night School Studio. <sighs> Why are you sighing? Uh, I don't know. I'm of two minds about this. But anyway, finish finish what you're going to say. But that's kind of all there is yeah. to say. I mean, they they acquired uh, Night School Studio. We talked about this a few weeks ago, Netflix getting into games like they've been talking about it. You know, they've been saying like, oh, it's you know largely going to be mobile first for a while. Gaming is a big part of our strategy, blah, 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 like the typical business speak. But I wasn't expecting to see them go out and start acquiring studios that we have heard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing is like, you know, they've put out games here and there. They've done a couple of Stranger Things games. Um, they've got a game coming out alongside Kate, that new action movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen them promoting that. But I want to say Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, she is the lead in that movie. I believe she's the lead. But they've been very small scale games, right? Like the Stranger Things games have been like pixel art, kind of 8-bit type games. And like this Kate game also looks like pretty small scale. But I mean... Know. Obviously, Night School is not the biggest studio in the world. No. They put out Oxenfree and they put out After Party and they are mm-hmm. working on Oxenfree 2. And it sounds like this will not be disrupting that. Like that will still right, come out wherever right. it's supposed to come out. Yeah, it's it's more it's more this is just kind of emblematic of like the acquisition fever that seems to be in the air. And, you know, and, it's yeah. like Microsoft and Sony have been snapping studios up left and right. And like now Netflix is getting in on the action. Like, And see, that's where my deep sigh came from is one. I, I like next stool. I like the stuff they've made so far. And if they want to get paid, I say go for it. But, you know, go with God on this. But like it's different. This is a different kind of acquisition than something like Microsoft going around and buying up studios because Microsoft has an established pedigree in this industry. They have a whole platform like there's a lot of support that goes into those acquisitions where you don't just see them necessarily get folded up a few years after they mm. they they start doing a thing this feels more like google this feels more like amazon sure. you know like sure. this is one yes. of those platform holders trying to wriggle their way into games and trying to buy their way in as quick as they can and just in my experience this does not usually have a great ending for the studios in question like those people get paid maybe they go on to start another thing that's great, but like mm. the long term on something like this does not feel great to me. I can't disagree with that. It sounds like uh, based on the um, the Polygon article about this that they had a some prior relationship with Netflix working on a couple of other projects. So at least it wasn't just out of out of the blue. Yeah. No, and again, I don't think they made. I don't imagine they made this decision lightly. You know, to, mm. to sell to an entity like Netflix, and I, like I said, they know their business. They know what they need to do. I just hope that this does not end up being Netflix's brief dalliance into games and they are able to continue on and thrive for a long time. Yeah. We'll see. Well, like you said, maybe now, maybe now they are equipped to go out and just start up another thing. If yeah. Necessary. I, I mean, I hope Netflix makes uh they should make a game based on that Witcher, um, that Witcher series they did and, uh, uh, make it like, a 
Oh yeah, that would be a cool. I'm one. very that angry other, with you right th- now. That other animated one, the uh, the Castlevania one. Yeah, uh-huh. they should make a, they should make a game based on wow, that Castlevania. Yeah, got all kinds of properties that would be cool. For <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> they should get. They should hire some people to do that. You know, I bet Konami would love to be paid to make a. Vinny, <laughs> make I am coming over there this weekend, and I'm going to fucking body slam you. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad, any other news? Um. <laughs> Would you like yet another update on Activision Blizzard? Uh, hey, I'd settle for that. I bet you would. Boo. Good stuff mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so, the reason this is notable to me is this is about a brand new law investigation and lawsuit from yet another federal government agency, totally separate from everything we have talked about as of last week's show. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not the Security, this Securities and Exchange Commission. Yes. This is not the California Labor. No. No, none of that. It's not, it's not any of the labor organizations that have filed complaints. It is literally yet another U.S. government agency, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, filed a lawsuit this Monday, two days ago as of this recording, uh, against them for yet yet more discriminatory, discriminatory practices, you know, which we are all well familiar with, unfortunately, at this point. Sex-based discrimination, uh, retaliating against female employees for complaining about said discrimination, Paying female employees less than male employees based on their gender. Like those are some of the uh, complaints in the lawsuit. Activision settled or announced a settlement instead of going to trial on this case the same day. <laughs> the same day that this case was announced, they reached a settlement, which I, I, I believe still has to be approved. Right. I don't think it's been finalized yet, but they are setting up an $18 million victims fund. Uh, for uh, former employees affected by this. But if I'm not mistaken, that has a cutoff in 2016? Yes, it is only goes back to 2016. Right, so, like, I mean, I feel like the whole story of this thing is this has been an institutional problem there, like, almost from the beginning, right? Or, like, going way back. Certainly, like, further back than that. Way, way further than 2016, so I don't know where that leaves people who left the company before that, Mm. which seems kind of crappy for them. Well, the other thing is that also, this is a pittance. Like, I yeah, don't I don't know if this is because there is potentially much more actionable money in the other lawsuits that are going on or what. But if the number I, th- I think I saw someone saying that the number of people even in just that range between 2016 and 2021 filed for this thing, if all of them did, it would essentially amount to pennies like it would not be much money at all. Yeah, that is entirely believable. I, I think $18 million uh, is what Call of Duty made in the last hour. Uh, I, w- I was hunting around and it seemed like there was a New York Times article that mentioned that, you know, usually when you settle something, you don't admit guilt, right? You do right. it because you, you then say, well, we'll pay the money, but we're not guilty of this. And it seemed like, uh, in, in kind of announcing this settlement also, they filed a, uh, another filing that denies all allegations of wrongdoing, uh, and said the, uh, settlement is to avoid the expense, distraction, and possible litigation associated with such a dispute. So it is not acknowledging any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It is, um, you know, it is saying that like we will pay this. And also, it, it's probably worth noting in the um, in the uh, video games chronicle story that we had here, uh, the um, lawsuit had requested a jury trial for this case uh, if it had gone to court, which I'm sure Activision also does not want. Well, they're already going to be going to court several times over at this point. So at this, I, I have to imagine this is just triage. Like this is them just trying to throw money at any lawsuits they can make go away as fast as possible while they focus on the other ones. 
Yeah, again, that, that's really the notable thing about this to me is all of this has occurred since we recorded last week and yeah. they just went ahead and threw money at it because they are. Did they even get a new chief trying. legal officer? Because there's left, remember? Yeah, I'm not. I doubt it. I doubt that fast. It's wild. They are on a wild ride right now. I yeah. Um, I'm I'm almost surprised the EEOC um has entertained the the settlement offer that quickly. That they, they said they reached an agreement for a settlement. Um, well, I guess we'll see. Like you said, Brad, it's still pending approval. But yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on at this point. It is fast. nothing good. Nothing good's happening over there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this could, who knows how long all this stuff's going to take to play out with the way the court system moves, but. Yeah, or if any of this goes to trial. I, just, like, I, can't, might, I, can't, I just can't imagine what the executive leadership team looks like on the other end of this. Did anybody see, um, I know this is kind of out of the scope of the story, but did anybody see if there was blowback? Um, what is what are the sheets, the streets, what do they call it? What are the insiders called? The, the sock price. Did anybody see if this uh, impacted that? Uh, negatively at all i feel like that's I, the I thing that not. moves the needle on the things at this scale of business I, I imagine with all the other stuff they've had going on this was just you know it's another log on the fire but not exactly like a, you know a, a deal breaker mm. it's pay, paying the parking tickets kind of yeah all right well that has to be it huh that's <laughs> just about uh, this is just a real minor thing that's been going around twitter um couple of reporters and Twitch streamers have uh, uncovered what look like some pending updates to Twitch controls that combat uh, hate raids. Yes, we talked about Basically, this previously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that problem on Twitch. You know, there was a blackout two weeks ago, three I think, weeks I think ago. it was like three or four weeks ago. Uh, that, that a ton of streamers blacked out for a day in protest. Um, essentially, it looks like they are going to roll out some filtering controls that let streamers basically give give streamers a lot of very granular control over who can chat in their chat, mm. who can actually say things. And it's a lot of like, basically a lot of like account verification stuff, either by uh, email or phone. Obviously phone is a lot harder to verify by, or it's a lot harder to make a bunch of dummy. You can't right. just make a bunch of dummy yeah. phone numbers as easily uh, to verify accounts as you can with email addresses. So as this, easily, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more hoops for, for people to jump through. Um, but it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff like everyone who chats in my chat must have a, an account verified by phone number mm. or like they need that if this is the first time they've been in this channel or if their account is only X number of hours or days old, a lot of granular stuff like that, which sounds like a start to me. Yeah. And, but not, not implemented yet. Right. This is, no, 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 this no. Is well, kind of yeah, leaked, right. It's kind of unclear. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a screenshot in German floating around of the Twitch backend with a lot of these options included, right? Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I these I actually think, sound like reasonably smart it, steps. It sounds like yeah. stuff people have they have requested. Like yeah, the, the, yeah. the people who are streaming have requested these, so I, I do hope they they would know the best, right? The people yeah. who are on the receiving end of this, uh, what they're what they're after. So hopefully. Hopefully also, holy some, shit, some Twitch actually making a move in the positive direction on something as opposed to just kind of planting their feet and not doing anything is nice to see in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, time will tell how effective this stuff totally. is, but it sounds it sounds fairly sound. Yeah, or when it gets implemented or if there's hopefully not some horrible, horrible twist of like, you know, if there's you're always that if, chance. 
Yeah, or like only if you're in our super tier of streamer, or do you unlock these granular options? You know, or like you have to be a Twitch partner to get oh, these options. God, if you know? they do the Twitter verification thing with this shit, they will get raked over the coals, man. Right, like don't put this behind any kind of usage wall or, um, uh, uh, um, you know, hey, you're making us money, so we'll help you uh, have a better experience wall. So. Surely, they know better than that. Uh, you would hope. You would hope. Uh, all right. The news. That's all I got. That's the news. news. Hey, that's a lot. That's a lot there. Uh, you got Nintendo Direct, all that stuff there. Uh, Crystal D on that perfect dark um, co co developing. Yeah, co developing. Yeah. Working in partnership. Uh, Netflix. Netflix. I can say it. Mm-hmm. Netflix. Uh, picking up studios like the Oxenfree developers, Night School. Uh, for their foray into gaming, their continued foray into gaming, mm-hmm. the toes in the water, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blizzard, Activision, Activision, Blizzard, Activision, Blizzard, again hit with a, another lawsuit. This time, though, right back at them with the settlements. We'll see if that ha- actually happens. Uh, we've said it before. This is probably going to be continuing news for the foreseeable future. And then uh, Twitch, hopefully uh, implementing in the future some better controls to stem the tide of those hate raids and uh, give everybody a better experience on their platform. That's the news. And that is going to wrap us up on the show. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah. If you want to support us, you can do so over at patreon.com slash nextlander. We've got a bunch of different tiers there. We do try to keep most of our things free. You can watch them on our various streaming and VOD uh, uh, platforms. Uh, but we do have tiers there to help us make those uh, make those videos to That's support right. us. That's we right. can't That's do right. this. We can't do this without yes. people supporting us. Uh, and even if that is uh, either with a generous tier or with just watching our stuff. Yeah. We, Spread the word. Yeah. Let everyone good, know. Good vibes. Good vibes. One of the tier rewards on there uh, for the uh, Mysterious Benefactor tier is to have your name read out on this year's show. This one here. Uh, and we've got a bunch of Mysterious Benefactors to read this week. Alex Navarro, would you kindly do us the honors? It is my turn to unveil, and I shall. Reveal these Mysterious Benefactors to all? Indeed. This week's Mysterious Benefactors are... Rob M, Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, Brian D, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Jack Einicker, Malone Hart, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Ben Murden, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, Joseph Regan, John McInnes, the Bunny Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B., Steve Basinger, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Stephen Yulikovich, Jad Rita, Statics, Robo Jeebus, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Ninja Ducky, Anders Buge, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, It Me JP, 
Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, Rick Button, and Tyler Treese. And thank you to the, those mysterious benefactors. And thank you to everyone who has been supporting us, uh, whether again through Patreon or watching or listening. We really do appreciate it. And again, I'll do it without you. Absolutely. This, this, this is true. This, is, this remains true. And again, you can go to patreon.com slash nextlander to go check that stuff out if you want to help support us as well. Uh, we are uh, going to be streaming uh, on Friday. We have uh, um, our Patreon choice. Uh, you can go there if you're in the mission control tier and above. You can go there and vote on what we do. One of our monthly uh, rewards there that we were talking about is you get to pick how we spend our time on a Friday. Once, and you get a little, little ticker down there, too. Uh, so, yeah, you can go there now. It's over on the Patreon. There is a poll up. It's a little closer than I expected. Yeah. yeah. I think I know where it's going to land. Okay, bunch of fun options there. I think we might be taking a spooky trip to ancient Egypt. Okay, all right, you can go check out that. Uh, we'll be continuing uh, to play Ripper on uh, Thursday, and also we're going to have our uh, Q and A for all patron members. It's over on the Discord Live. You can check that out. That'll be Thursday at twelve thirty uh, Eastern. Thursday at 1230 Eastern. Look for a Discord stage channel. That and if you want to get your question in there, I would say do so before tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is at the time of this recording. So before Thursday morning, because we will have to put to cut that off at a certain point. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, also, we will uh, we will have if you're I should make this as a point of clarification too. when we have our patron choice stream on the ticker, I will be taking the names from everybody from September. Yes. Uh, and so no, the cutoff will be, even though that stream will be on the first, it'll be all the people Look, that were dates in Dates are September. weird. The calendar is stupid. <laughs> this is just how the it way, works out. The way things sometimes get uh, ticked over. So if you did join on the, on that uh, October 1st, the day of that stream, you will be in the next one. I'm, I'm sorry if you don't see it there. But that is going to do it for this week's show. I hope you have enjoyed it. I know I have. Um, looking over the markers we've laid out here. What a show. This is a lot to talk about this show. Um, markers. They're fun. Yeah. They're fun. Those are probably, uh, those are probably going to get broken if we ever put ads in this, we should probably say those, Hey, those might be in an ad free version, but man, those Mm -hmm. are going to get broken all, all the high heck and high, high water at some point. Yeah. We'll We'll do our best and we'll let you know how that shit shakes out when we get there. Let's just let that be a lesson to you. Never monetize anything. (laughs) That's That's right. Not wrong. That's right. Uh, yes, Brad. Is there anything anything else? Oh, I no. I was just gonna say, I was gonna make a joke. Except it's not really a joke about going to play more Death Stranding. I don't know. Are you going to play more Death Stranding? You're I still, don't know. Are you still enjoying it? You have to reconnect America, Brad. It's up to you. No, man. I don't know. I liked somebody's mushroom last night. Ah, uh, you should go see my signs up there. Hey, listen. There's two death games. You can either spend your time death stranding or death looping. So, mm. you know. And only one of make- those has a Conan O'Brien appearance. So, fair point. Fair point. For now. You got to make those choices. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you, Vinny. Thank Next you. time we see you, it will be October. Rocktober, so, baby. Uh, so, mm. it's happening. Time marches on. And uh, video games come out. And we will be here next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon.